Blog Talk Radio. During the pandemic, my lifestyle drastically changed. My income came to a screeching halt. You have to understand, I'm a hustler. I'm a legit entrepreneur. I sell things. I come in contact with people all the time. I have to stay safe. I didn't have a choice but to trust the vaccine. And if you live the type of lifestyle that I live, you out here in these streets and you hustling, an entrepreneur like me, why not do it safely? So I want everybody to take this seriously. Take a shot at staying healthy. Get the vaccine. We talk a lot about the kingdom here, and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities, to find out more about what they can do to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same. And we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints. But they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And join us on Facebook. Facebook.com, His Holy Church, all one word. Join us there. We'll give you updates so you can start doing some studying and thinking about these things and start looking into these things for yourselves. But it's just not enough to sit and listen or to talk about or to say. You must become a doer of the word. Please check out the Barefoot is Legal radio show right here on Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that is 10.30 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, as we show you all about your barefoot rights and living a barefoot lifestyle. And for more information about the 501c3 nonprofit Barefoot is Legal, please check out barefootislegal.org. We talk a lot about the kingdom here, and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities, to find out more about what they can do to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same. And we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints. But they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And join us on Facebook. Facebook.com, His Holy Church, all one word. 
join us there. We'll give you updates so you can start doing some studying and thinking about these things and start looking into these things for yourselves. But it's just not enough to sit and listen or to talk about or to say. You must become a doer of the Word. Hello, I'm Mike. My birthing partner and I just got our new Lysenica Freedom Microchips. These microchips are awesome. They help me keep the freedom I used to before enrolled into Southern Hampshire Institute in Technology. I am Jamar. I am friends with Mike and his birthing partner. We met at SHIT. I am a liberal media major. I also just got a Lysenica Freedom Microchip. As since SHIT recently mandates everyone on campus get their Freedom Microchip, I jumped on the Lysenica joint. This freedom chip grants me the freedom to go everywhere I was allowed to before COVID. Now this chip tells me when I am and am not allowed to go outside. It also tracks my boosters. If I'm not up to date on a chip, it tells me when I need to get it by. This chip is sweet. Without this freedom chip no one is allowed on our campus. I scan my hand whenever I want to pay for something. It also calls for an ambulance when I get another heart attack from a booster. Which is totally not a heart attack from getting a gene therapy. These freedom chips are free. You can go to any drugstore or China Mart and employ with inserted in your wrist. Remember, it is not the mark of the beast. You just need to let Lysenica track and trace your every move. You just need a freedom chip to buy, sell, work, and live. When you get a microchip, look for the Lysenica Freedom Microchips. They are sweet. Okay, class, class. We want to talk about what we learned during the lockdown. The first question is, what did we learn during the quarantine, kids? Susie. That government overreach is real. What about you, Johnny? We went from home of the brave to home of the government slave. And you, Michael? We need to refresh the tree of liberty. What about you, Diane? So many sheep are willing to give up their rights because of a little fear. Very good, class. Hello Freedomizers, I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative radio show. I am the Wire River. Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer radio and the Proof Negative radio show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect the One World Government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to Proof Negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitutional cash money. Anyway, listen to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com Now, let's get back to the Proof Negative show here on Freedomizerradio.com. Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio Show, right here on FreedomizerRadio.com. Now sit back and enjoy the show.
Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another great night here on Freedomizer Radio. Of course, I'm your host, Proof Negative, the big kahuna here on Freedomizer. I want to thank everybody so much for finding us today. Today is Wednesday, so in just a second, we'll have Joanne Moretti joining us here as usual on Wednesdays. And you could be a part of the show as well. The number here is 319-527-6208. And just press lucky number one on your phone, and I will make it a point to bring you into today's conversation. So let's go ahead and bring Joanne in like we usually do. Hey, everybody. Hello, Freedomizers. I approve. Hello, Joanne. Welcome, 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 everyone. Wow, I was so the debate's just now getting looked... started. Uh, I, I don't think Trump is going to show up to answer your question just unannounced yeah, I like that. You. Yeah, I asked her. I said, you know, that the tape was, the, yeah, the Tucker Carlson interview was taped. So wouldn't it be something if he just came strolling into that and said, yeah, all right, I'll talk to all of you. But to be honest with you, I would prefer this debate without Trump, not because I don't like him, but uh, the whole conversation is going to be about Trump. And, and shouldn't these people have to answer questions as if he's not in the room? Right. You know, you can either watch Trump or you can watch them bash Trump. I just saw a report from Colin Rugg that said there's over 20 million people watching Twitter. What was Trump right now? Right this minute. And that's just on the Twitter. But there's a lot of other people simulcasting it, too, like the Dilly meme team and, and uh, Gateway yeah. Pundit and Rumble. So there's 20 million just on Twitter watching right now. That's a lot of yeah. viewers. When and I don't Fox think Asa Hutchinson is going to get that many off of uh, off of this debate on Fox. Yeah, they were hoping to get two, maybe three million. <laughs> but I was thinking more like two, maybe three people, probably family members of the guests. So, yeah, tonight's guest at the debates is Mike Pence, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, Chris Christie, Asa Hutchinson, Tim Scott, and Doug Burgum. Nobody even knows who Doug Burgum is. Tim Scott's a nice guy, but he's playing the nice guy, so no one's even paying attention to him. Chris Christie, I'm telling you, he sounds like, you know those old guys that sit outside the cigar store in the neighborhood, and there's benches out there, and all the other old guys go sit out there and smoke cigars with them too, and they just talk to the same people, tell them the same stories, mm-hmm. just don't even change their seats, but they're like neighborhood gossiping. And Chris Christie thinks he's, you know, Joe Cool Breeze. He's so slick he don't walk, he slides. So, but, you know, he's acting like he's some sort of hard guy. He's an old guy, too. What's he, like, going to swing on Trump or something? Ramaswamy, he's telling us everything we want to hear. He is hitting all the key buzzwords. The, You know, someone yeah. asked him a question. Well, let me just it, say like one sentence, and to, I'll, I'll concede the floor. Ramaswamy is... Uh, He's saying the right things at the right time too many times in a row, and I'm starting to back away. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's too cute by half, you know. He's just he's, he's saying what he thinks people want to hear. I don't know. I'm, You know, I just saw a thing that he was one of the up-and-coming leaders that was on it at the World Economic Forum a while yes, ago. Yes, but allegedly he sued and won to get his name off there. 
Oh, did he? Yeah, well, if they're so smart, they would have took his name off there anyhow. But, yeah, that's, you know, that is kind of a mock against him. And I just, I'm very suspicious of people telling you everything you want to hear without giving any details. You know, like See, they were saying, well, what we about... didn't talk this week either, really. So, so yeah. and both of us came up with the same conclusion uh, on our own, 3,000 miles away from each other. Yeah, and Ron DeSantis would have been a shoe-in for 2028. But people see him as disloyal. You know, Trump is who got him elected. He's a vet, Don't get me wrong. He's a very good governor for Florida. Okay, he did all the right things in Florida. But so did Jeb Bush. You know, when, you, when you're looking at a, a bigger job, you better do the lower job pretty good. So people notice you did a great job. I mean, he was the talk of the country. Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, and the COVID thing. But Ron DeSantis is not Donald Trump. Donald Trump propelled Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis didn't propel Trump. So that tells you who the alpha is there. Now, had he kept his mouth shut and waited until next term, you know, he he may have been a shoe and he made it, I mean, you know, we may have been looking at the next, next president. But Trump is the only one that can save us. He's ahead by 60%. Whether you love him or whether you hate him, you know that the man did a good job for the four years he was there. You know that every single thing that he did, this administration has undone, much to the detriment of the United States of America. Everything from an invasion to auctioning off the border wall right now, to putting his political opponents in jail and denying them attorney-client privilege and presidential privilege. You know, you got to be able to talk to your staff members. You can claim executive privilege, but they've even violated that. For what? A lowly county DA can take down a president of the United States? Come on. And people are making a big deal out of it like it's actually going to happen. That's not going to happen. This is going to make it all the way to the Supreme Court. In the meantime, what they are doing is election interference. They want people to think Trump is bad. They're laying all these charges on him, you know, so people think, well, he's got to be guilty of one. You know, he doesn't. Or, you know, they're trying to taint the jury. A jury will say, well, you know, we know he really did a good job, but if we don't find him guilty on one, you know, we're never going to hear the end of it, so let's find him guilty on something stupid. So he's not even going to be guilty of it. And then, of course, it's going to be appealed. And... It's going to make it all the way to the Supreme Court because those big-time lawyers aren't going to let these small-time Fleabag County lawyers make all that money, all that fame, all that notoriety. Oh, no, they all want a piece of that, too. That's the game. But let me ask so, you this. What happens to Trump's popularity after each time if uh, if it goes through where he's not guilty or the charges are dropped? Doesn't that help his case even more? Yeah. Well, everybody already knows that he's, you know, that he's not guilty of any of this stuff. Everybody in their heart knows. You know, even the diehard liberals, the the ones that pull up to Trump sign waving and yell F you. All right, look, you know the guy's legit. He has been investigated microscopically. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't give him an MRI. 
That's how much they've invaded this guy. But he didn't do anything wrong. There's no issues that are saying, oh, he took bribes and he did this and he... No, he didn't. That's Joe Biden. That's Joe Biden using fake IDs. By the way, I wanted to tell you something about that. I wrote it to you. For, they found out who's hosting the private emails that... Oh, I was Biden trying to understand did. what you were reading, what you wrote there, so thank you for clearing that up. Yeah, yeah. Um, it says here that... Robert L. Robert dot L. Dot Peters is at PCB. Dot gov. That's an elite IT unit at the Defense Department. So the Defense Department is in on it. They knew. They knew that he was taking bribes. They knew that he was running game all around the world. That's the Defense Department, and he was doing it while Obama was president. And while Trump was president, so the Defense so Department. Let me understand, uh, Joanne. So he knew of, nobody knew about it. So he just kept it going while uh, Trump was president because nobody knew. Right, and all that money was rolling in, and everybody knew it was not a secret. And they're using fake IDs. Remember when Loretta Lynch was using a fake ID and everybody freaked out? Eric Holder was using a fake ID. Then Mitt Romney, Pierre Delecto. And that was even stupid. I mean, at least he's, you know, Pedo Pete over here. Pierre Delecto? Carlos Danger? I mean, how corny does it get? Yeah, I know. Wow. In the meantime, you got these other ones up on the stage. You know, what are they, all they're going to talk about is Trump. Every single conversation is going to go back to Trump. Mike Pence. Mike Pence is, is not going anywhere. Mike Pence is there just to, you know, try to split the evangelicals and stuff. You know, he's going to pull that holier-than-thou thing. And he thinks that people of, of faith are going to just fall in line behind him because he's so oh so good and wonderful and righteous. He's not righteous at all. He's another sleazebag. All he had to do was take a pause and say, let's make sure we get this right. And he didn't do it. So why would we even bother considering him? But why is he even on that stage? That, that's my question. How does he, how is he in like fifth or sixth place even? I don't know, but I think he had to have 40,000 donors. He was asking oh, people that. for $1. But, uh, but allegedly he has like 4%. Well, I don't know who they're polling. I wouldn't trust the polls anyhow. The poll is in the favor of whoever's taking the poll. Even if you put it out on Twitter, it's not a controlled thing. You know, you just put it out there and ask everybody who uh, happens I, to I can, I can buy who the top five is right now. So Trump, DeSantis, Ramaswamy, Tim Scott, and Nikki Haley is fifth, and then they have Mike Pence sixth. Wow. Yeah, I heard that Chris Christie was doing good in New Hampshire. I don't think so. That's the only state he's doing well in. 
And he's not even doing well. He's just above the, the 2%. Well, Trump's ahead by 60%. So collectively, right. the rest of them are 40. Yeah, 38%, That's, right, combined. Yeah, yeah, combined. And now, behind the scenes, the GOP, Mitch McConnell, all of them, those never Trumpers, are saying, would rather have no nominee than Trump. So they're already so they're just going to fold the Republican Party, I guess. Yeah. If they win, it's because we forced them to win. They're trying to take a dive. You you know, you've called them the Uniparty for a long time. And I was still thinking there might have been some difference. No, there isn't. Nope. So They're what happens if Ronald McDaniel earth. decides that they don't that he that she doesn't want Trump as the nominee? Yeah, and then she doesn't have to have it because the Parties are private. But it's they, not like Trump can't, can't get account. enough signatures in a day to put himself as an independent everywhere. Mm-hmm. He could get the signatures tonight. You're right. It would take him 24 hours to get him enough signatures to put him on a ballot. Not even. He's probably already got him ready to go. Yeah, he can create a party just by himself. Well, the the Trump interview is, seems to be over. It was a 46-minute interview. Already? Yeah. I thought, okay. I mean, that's fast. Yeah, he started at 8.55, but it's, you know, they they had commercials and stuff, but it, it just well, went out. Even, so. It's not even 9.30. Yeah. That wasn't even a half hour. Well, I had it running, and it says 46. Let me see if I can rewatch it. Yeah, 46 minutes and 12 seconds was the interview. Well, it would have to have started earlier then, because the earliest it would be now would be at 6. Oh, wait a minute. uh, Go ahead. It's not running. All right, it's paused. It paused. Okay. I thought it had stopped running, but there's a pause. Maybe they got some... Sponsors or something they're gonna talk about. They're not showing them though. So then, what happens yeah, then if uh, if the party decides that you know what, even though Trump easily beat everybody, we're just gonna have Chris Christie as our nominee? There would be a revolt in the in the party. Yeah, Tom, the there would be no more Republican Party. But that that's what they the Democrats don't understand want. Though. Trump supporters. Because they would, they would rather have every every bitch McConnell would rather have every supporter of his arrested than than to stand up for Trump. Yeah, but you know what would happen? That would be the end of the Republican Party, because Trump supporters are not about the party, and not only would they leave that party and write Trump in, but they would spend every minute destroying. Any semblance of that party, they would tear into that party because there's enough dirt on all of them too. Right. And it would all come out. You want to play that game? Fine, we'll all play. But they underestimate Trump supporters. No one's ever seen anything like this before. 
this many people. And then people. what was it with uh, DeSantis talking about talking smack about Trump supporters? That's not going to help him. No, that's not going to help him. He should have just shut up and waited. He should have supported Trump. He should have, you know, just kept his his aspirations to 2028, and Trump would well, have helped and him. If, he's, if he is going to run, he doesn't talk crap about the people that might vote for him. Yeah. No, you know, that's like calling you deplorable. You had Basically, a deplorable yes. moment. Yeah, well, you want, you want to talk bad about Trump supporters. You ain't nothing new, and you're not even original. Trump supporters have been under attack since that guy came down the escalator. So Trump supporters are used to this. We just blow it off like you don't even count anymore. Yeah, go ahead. Talk mm-hmm. trash. Oh, yeah, we suck. We're no good. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So anyhow... You know, because we don't even care. And we know that everybody else knows it, too. We know that everybody knows what Trump was like as president. They lived through it. They lived through the $1.79 gas and more jobs than you had people to fill the jobs. And how we were not only energy independent, but we were the number one exporters of energy. I just look at it this way, Joanne, that if DeSantis wanted to run, he should have kept his mouth shut uh, from uh, talking smack. I mean, he could talk a little bit, but he went way overboard. Uh, There's things that Trump rightfully deserves to be hit on, and I can can get on that in a minute, and I think you know where I'm going. But he should have just put his head down and said, look, I ran the state of Florida outstanding in my terms. And I think I could do just as good a job running the country. And look, they're bringing back COVIDs again. And I think I could fix this. He could yeah. legitimately run on that, not affect Trump, uh, except maybe hit him on, well, people don't trust you because you, you endorse these gene therapies still to this day. He could rightfully say stuff like that. But when you talk crap about Trump supporters and, and all this stuff, you're going nowhere. Yeah, and they all better find out that every microphone is hot, too. They're all getting caught on hot mics. You know, d- just shut up. Just say, you know, we understand the Trump supporters and we understand their concerns. And I think that I can address those concerns. You know, maybe Trump is going to be tied up with all this bogus stuff, and it's wrong, and we should fight that. But if you just, you know, if you just can't find it in your heart to vote for him, I will continue his mission without the baggage. Say something like that. But don't, you know, call them chumps and weasels and stuff or whatever he said. Yeah, I don't because, remember. I just know it was garbage. Yeah, you know, they're always talking trash, even if it's stupid innuendos. Uh, you know, they're not thinking clearly. What do you think, we're idiots? We're not. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, they, uh, they, I'm basically, though, at the point where I'm calling Ramaswamy Captain Savaho. Yeah, well, he is, you know, he's just too, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't even know the word I want to say. He's, he, he's just too accommodating for all the, every time somebody asks him a question, he has that snap ready answer, and it's the right answer. But yeah, I, I just feel like it's something you and I would write for him, and he's saying it, which is great, but it, there's too many times where he's saying the most perfect thing, and 
I, I don't know whether to like it or it's just too much. Oh, I love what he's saying because he's, he's oh, right. Oh, same here. But is he sincere? Or is it just rolling off his tongue like a scripted response? And the because thing is, somebody said he's that he's like Barack Obama in 2007 when nobody knew about him. Yeah, see, we said the same thing about Barack Obama. He's too perfect. This guy come out of nowhere. He's clean. He's, his, his history's a mystery. Um, he's saying all the right things. He's got the nice smile and the debonair clothes and the, and the people that are backing him. You know, he's, he's like the right place, the right time, saying all the right things. And that was a total disaster, his presidency. And it still is because it's certainly not Biden running the show to see him and Lahaina. Hey, uh, um, no, I, we, yeah, we can get into that. But one thing that Barry Satoro and his husband, Michael Robinson Obama, who's uh, a very nice lady, uh, the one thing that he has, as much as you and I don't want to, we don't see it, but a lot of black people did have that alleged hope off him. So he yes, gave them, he, he, he gave them that, that fake hope, but they, they took that and ran with it. Whereas mm-hmm. Brandon gives them nothing. Right. Yeah, Brandon gives them nothing. And you're right about the hope that he brought to black people. Is another like you said, you know, he was telling them everything they wanted to hear, and it was all the right things, you know. But it, what he did and what he said were completely opposite. Right. Once he got that job, he went straight communist. But he was for one man, one woman, and he was for, you know, term mm-hmm. limits on abortion. That's another thing they said. They're going to have abortion's going to be a big subject tonight in this debate. Brett Baer is saying that, you know, they're going to make sure everybody knows where you stand on abortion. Where you should stand on abortion is it's none of the federal government's business. That court decided that it's a state's issue. So if you want to enact any type of legislation on abortion, do it at the local level where it's easier for you. It's in your hands. It's not the federal government's business. It's your business. It's your job. Yeah, well, my answer would be if I wanted to run people's lives on abortion, I would have applied for governor. Right. That, yeah, it's the same thing. You know, it's a state's issue. It's not in the Constitution. It's not a specifically enumerated power to the federal government. So although I do have my opinions about it, it's not my business. That's what the answer is. I cannot make any laws about it because it's not in my authority it's in your hands you make it's the just laws. sad that 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 has to become the the biggest issue yeah is, so much uh, else is going murdering on. people we're on the brink of world war three and they want to talk about term limits on abortions you know when to shut it off you know when you hear a heartbeat six you know mm-hmm. 16 weeks 20 weeks you know two days after they're born you know, take it up with your governor. Take it up with your state legislature and your state courts, because that's where that's where it belongs. It was a very good decision, by the way. Oh, I I agree, and I, I bet if Asa Hutchinson gets that question, he'll probably be in favor of the the extra late term abortion. Yeah, well, once you're no longer pregnant, there's no such thing as abortion for that pregnancy. You can't abort. 
something that you're not pregnant with. You're no longer pregnant once you deliver that baby. You don't wait two days and decide to snuff it, to kill it. You don't wait 20 minutes. Your baby's born. It's crying. Now it is an American citizen born in the United States of America. It's breathing, living. It has a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, just like every other citizen of this country. So now it's murder. You can't abort. And Joanne, you and I are supposed to be the bad guys because we, we think that's murder. Yeah, that's murder. And anybody who doesn't think it's murder is not thinking clearly at all. If you see a baby laying there crying, it's breathing, it's kicking, it's moving. It's alive. It's a separate person from its mother. It's no longer inside the mother. The mother is not pregnant. So abortion doesn't come into play here. You can't have an abortion for that baby. It's already born. Yeah, but in the in the world of climate change, they, they want to just have just straight on killing whenever you want for any reason. Yeah, and climate change is another thing. You know, they're talking about those California um, tropical storm. Oh, this hasn't happened in 84 years, and it's climate change. No, it isn't. If it happened 84 years ago and the planet was cooler then, maybe it's a natural occurrence. Yeah, unless they cloud the seeded or something, then that's different. Yeah, but they can't think beyond their own words. And they no. all said the same words. 84 years ago, 84 years ago, 84 years ago. Well, but remember, they, they tried to say that we were living in the hottest temperatures ever recorded, and then they had to backtrack and say, well, no, it's close to the hottest, but not the hottest. Right. And if the planet was warming, how was it that hot before? And then there was a whole period where it didn't get that hot. But all the industries we have now, the cars and all of that. uh, During the summer, like May and June, April, we we were, when the temperature was supposed to be 81 degrees, it was like 58 for a high. Right. And that's global warming also. And at one point they told us that we were having another ice age. Yeah. They don't know. If if you take a look at the pictures that the SpaceX sends back, and the, the, uh, the some guy took a picture in a national park the other day, and he got the whole Andromeda galaxy in the picture. He used a very high-powered camera, obviously. But um, we're a speck of dust, and we we're a rock, and we revolve around a star, a ball of fire. And that ball of fire has sunbursts, and, you know, if you look at it, the, the recordings, you'll see, like, big splashes of fire and, you know, lava and hot whatever. Um, that is what determines our temperature. It's the sun. And it's always been the sun. And it will continue to be the sun. And I don't care if you shut off every engine in the country. I don't care if you shut off every oil well. It's still the sun's still going to do what the sun's going to do. Still, we're being suckered to take away our freedom, 
to give politicians more money, to give a select few the ability to sell carbon credits because you can pollute all you want as long as you pay them. And how are they going to, you know, change the temperature by taking your money? They're not. And then they want you to buy all these solar panels. Then they want to block out the sun. So we'll go to the solar panels. And the hailstorm will wreck the solar panels, and it scorches everything Mm -hmm. underneath them because they hold heat. They'll burn your roof. They'll burn the ground underneath them. You know, all those big fields on the sides of mountains that they have all those solar panels laid out. Nothing will grow underneath those. So we're just being scammed ridiculously. And then you've got these circus clowns acting like seals all clapping for each other, saying stupid stuff about what they're going to do. I mean, we got, we're on the brink of World War Three. Look what's going on in Ukraine. All this equipment, and they're not winning. They're not taking back any territory. You know, they're not showing any wins. And not just that, but both sides say they're tired of fighting, and the U.S. goes in there and says, no, you've got to continue to fight. Right. And what's that all about? It's about seaports and pipelines and mm-hmm. grain and oil and gas, money. You know, they shut down all our energy industries here. Shut down oil wells, shut down fracking, shut down everything. But so, the people that uh, are giving them millions and millions of dollars. I in, what? I said I wanted to get in, but go ahead and finish your point. Go ahead. No, you can finish. I was just going on. All right. So I want to ask you about what these 14 C40 cities are going to do. And you know it's bad when even Sean Hannity is covering the, the these 14 cities. Yeah. What is this about? They want they got these, these test cities, and they, and they don't want meat. They don't want energy. What do they want? Yeah, so... Explain so, uh, that to me like I'm five, because this is not making sense to me. So here's, here's what they're, they're saying in these 14 cities, and I, I don't know if I remember them all by heart. Uh, but anyway, so these 14 cities and many other cities, there's a total of 40 across the world that have agreed that by 2030, and this was signed in 2019, that by 2030, there will be no meat sales anywhere in that, in that city. There will be no dairy sales, so everybody in that area will be vegan. There will be no car ownership. So, yeah, I guess maybe even the trucks are not allowed in there. So, uh, I don't know how they're going to not allow trucks, because if they're not going to have gas stations or... Uh, any any way to to fill up a, a truck, then uh, they're not going to be allowed in. Uh, you're allowed one small airplane flight every three years, and uh, mm. you will be mm. limited to three articles of clothing per year. Yeah, three articles of clothing. I saw that per year. So it looks like we're all going to be running around showing our kumquats and ice cream cones, huh? (laughs) 
wiretap G Global is gonna get their gonna get their way. Yeah, the I asked in a, in a liberal group, and they they said uh, that their three articles of clothing will be sneakers, socks, and and a scam on their face. Oh, and it's got like seven or eight likes. So yeah, show yeah, as many ice cream cones as you want, as long as your face is covered. Yeah, no, I think I'd, I'd like a brass and underwear and a dress. <laughs> you know, not not that I'm a prude or anything, but no, I don't need that. And shoes, you don't need shoes all the time. You need them sometimes if you're walking over glass or, you know, hard rocks. Yeah, or but in, in Utopia Land, I don't know if there's going to be anything with glass. Maybe glass affects climate change. I don't know. Yeah, well, if you have to, you can peel a piece of bark off a tree and a piece of vine and make yourself some flip-flops. You know, if you've yeah, got to walk across items that will hurt you. Well, but regardless... You shouldn't wear uh, shoes unless you absolutely have to. Yeah. I mean, how are you going to ground yourself? When your feet are on the ground, especially in dirt or sand... Or natural grasses, non-invasive grasses. You're collecting energy and nutrients and pollens, and it's building your immune system. And you're one with the magnetic pull of the planet. And that's yes, cleaning the, out your system. It's pulling toxins out of you. The only thing wrong with that is the people that need to hear that message are the ones that are not grounding. Oh. Because you and I, we know it. Those are the people mocking us, and they have their $250 Air Jordans or, or whatever the the latest craze is, and they're mocking saw, us uh, because we're we're not paying that. I saw a reel of a young woman, a young mother, with her baby. The baby looked about six or seven months old. She had it in the little seat in the shopping cart, and it was mm-hmm. barefoot. There was another woman standing there screaming, "Put some shoes on that baby!" What? For what? I wouldn't put shoes on a baby. You know, if, if the baby's learning to walk, you put a good pair of walking shoes on it, but they don't wear them all the time. You take those shoes off that baby. They walk better how without are they the gonna, shoes. How are they going to get their balance right? Right? They walk better without the shoes. Your big toe is what affects your balance. If it's wrapped up in a shoe, how are you going to, you know, if your kid's just slow to walk, take your shoes off. It's like Try you're that. giving, you, you go to Ruth Chris Steakhouse and you get a steak and you put your boxing gloves on. And then they hand you a steak knife. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, it is. No, you didn't. But anyway, they, they, they think that we're, we're they, they think that all these liberals in these 14 cities are, are going to be hip to all this. You know, back in the day, they didn't even put a pair of shoes on a baby until it was two. Well, back in the day, shoes were only for church. Right. And winter. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine someone like a Klaus Schwab is going to tell everybody they're only allowed three articles of clothing a year? So, um, and that that's not a, a, a five-pack of underwear. You get one. Yeah, well, those are going to get pretty ripe. <laughs> 
Well, are they rationing water too? Well, yeah. Well, they they want to remove washing machines, dryers. Um, they want to limit the amount of water everybody gets, so it's possible. Wow. With all the technology we have, everything from desalination to building reservoirs to water pipelines, you know, you can take water from a glacier and bring it to the San Joaquin Valley. They won't, but they could. Instead, they'd rather send it out to sea. They could dig big holes and collect that rainwater, but they won't. Well, here's something a lot of people in America don't know. With Lake Mead, our our big lake out here in Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. San Francisco gets more water out of Lake Mead than Las Vegas does. Wow. Yeah, California gets most of what Lake Mead has. Phoenix even gets a little bit. Wow. Yeah, well, you know, we do have ways to capture it. The Saudis invented a tent for the desert Mm -hmm. that takes humidity out of the air and collects it in reservoirs that are built into the tent. And you can shower and drink it, and it just collects it right out of the air. There's no reason not to have any water. And as far as that Lahaina fire... It was waterfront property. The Coast Guard and the fire departments have fireboats with um, huge pumps. And if you're on an island, how come you don't have pumps to pump in salt water? What I want to know is why this water equity guy is not getting arrested. Yeah, he should be arrested for mass murder. Um, Even it's a little county that I'm in. We have fireboats and we have pumps that we could turn on on the shoreline. And you can pump that water to travel like a half a mile or a mile. That's how powerful I've these pumps are. I've been stuck on that all week, Joanne, where this water equity guy, he was not able to determine if, what the, if the black community was okay with using the water and the gay community and the women and, and the Asians and... It's like I'm sure everybody will say, let's give this water uh, up to the fire. I don't think anybody would have had a problem with that. No, I don't think anybody would have had a problem with it. And the the, the problem is poor planning, too, because you don't even have to use fresh water, drinking water. The fire doesn't care if it's salt water. No. There's ways to pump that. You know, you could pump it from the ocean and just hold the hose, you know, attach the hose to something solid, of course, and you could pump that water into up to a mile away. Or you could run it to a pipeline and a sprinkler system and do the whole island. You know, if you can build pipelines under the ocean for oil, you can build pipelines, even above-ground pipelines, where you can turn them on and just they can all act like a, like a whole irrigation system. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can put an irrigation in your farm, why couldn't you put it in your streets? It's just so painfully obvious that that we're just destroying ourselves just uh, just to become globalist. Well, 
I know. I don't want to be a globalist. I like having sovereignty. I want to be nice with everybody around the globe. I want to be friends with the French and the Italians and, you know, the Middle Easterners and the Jews and everybody. I want to be friends with them and the Haitians. But I don't want them to control them. I don't want to be one with them. I want them to have their sovereignty, too. You know, it's like... The way you have diversity is everybody gets to learn each other's background. Not everybody lives and has the same one culture then that's that's the opposite of diversity. Absolutely it is. You're right. That's the absolute opposite. Diversity is great. If we were all the same, it would be pretty boring around here. However, it's like having neighbors. They live in their house, you live in your house. You go out, you hang around, you like them, you go places, do things, you know, talk over the fence. But at night, you go home. And your property is your property. Their property is their property. Everybody gets along just fine. You know, the neighbor doesn't come just waltzing in your house anytime he feels like it, and you don't do that to them. Right. But you're nice to each other, and, you know, you're more than willing to help them and if they need something. That's the life we should be living. We don't have to be globalists to be global friends. And there's a lot of people out there who want to destroy us. There's a lot of people right within this country who want to destroy us. And I just don't well, get what the payoff is. My whole question on that is, what do they benefit by destroying us? Exactly. What's the payoff? What's in it for them? I've been saying it. You know, they think they're going to get a seat at the table. Oh, they're getting to the table, all right, but they're on the menu. Once they're not needed, they're not needed. You see how they kill off people just in the blink of an eye. The guy wouldn't give them water. Most of the people that were killed were children. They got 400 bodies in the morgue, unidentified. Most of them are children. And the governor doesn't doesn't want to answer that at all. No. He was going to shut down the news conference. I got a little story here from the Associated Press. Do you mind if I read it? It's very short. Oh, have fun. All right, it says, As flames tore through the West Maui neighborhood, car after car of fleeting residents headed for the only paved road out of town in a desperate race for safety. And car after car was turned back towards the rapidly spreading wildfire by a barricade blocking access to Highway 30. One family swerved around the barricade and was safe in a nearby town 48 minutes later. Another drove their four-wheel car down a dirt road to escape. One man took a dirt road uphill, climbing above the fire and watching as Lahaina burned. He later picked his way through the flames, smoke, and rubble to pull survivors to safety. It said Baird's neighborhood near Lahaina Road was filled with kids who were home alone when the fires hit. We needed like ten more minutes, and we could have saved a lot of kids, he said, choking back tears, if we just had ten or fifteen-minute warning. The family ventured out to Kalaluai Mall recently, looking for a moment of normalcy in the aftermath of the tragedy, and they ran into a playmate of their son. The kids don't just have a filter, so their son ran up and was telling our son, you know, this kid is dead, this kid is dead. And it's like, all my son's friends, they come to our house every day, he said, and the parents were all at work, and they were home alone, and nobody had warning, nobody, nobody knew. So what, you just let these kids out of school, 
and you know their parents are not home. I was sure, you know, I saw that movie, and you know how they took the kids. They dropped them off at the model agency, and then when the father went back to pick them up, they were gone. Now, you know, if that stuff is, is really going on, and they admit that it is, are we sure these kids did get let out? They weren't just kidnapped. They were put on a buses and taken to God only knows where for God only knows what. And now that they're legally dead, no one's ever going to look for them. Hmm. You know, the things that they do to these children, between the sex trafficking and the organ harvesting and the adrenochrome, and then breeding them, you know, who knows? You know, it says, running pa- after running past the offices, Vargas said a man on a motorbike took her to the front of the fire where a team of responders assured her that the area had been cleared. She said she was told no one was there and to have faith her son got out. Two days later, when Vargas made it to her devastated home, she discovered Fuente's lifeless body hugging his dead dog. He was not as I expected, in ashes. God maintained him like this, so we knew it was him, she said. So Vargas' husband and her son, Josue, wrapped Fuentes' remains in a top and carried his body half a mile to a police station. Now the family is left grieving, not only for what was lost, but also for what could have been. So that was the rest of that AP story. They were blocking people from saving others, from saving their children. The only ones who survived are the ones that disobeyed. One cop was sending them all back towards the fire, and a guy ran up to him and was screaming, what are you doing, what are you doing? Get out of the way so these people can go. He said he was just following orders. Hmm. Those were his orders, to not let people, you know, head east, as the fire is burning in the west. And then they said they didn't sound those tsunami warnings because everybody would run to the beach. Well, run from the beach, rather. Well, that's okay. So where do you want them to run? Well, I guess you don't. They didn't want them to run. They wanted them to stay right there and die. Yeah, because then it's easier to claim that property. Oh, yeah, that's oceanfront property. Did you see all the the reports about the one house that survived, the Miracle House, and because it was brick yeah. instead of wood frame, it survived? You know whose house that was? No. It was one of the big bosses in the SEIU union. Oh. Yeah. How convenient, huh? And you know those smart meters, those can set your house on fire with the flip of a switch. If you noticed in those California fires, all those beautiful big properties on the side of that mountain burnt. But trees didn't. Landscaping didn't. Some did, of course, the ones that were close to the house. But if you look, there's pockets of burnt houses inside pockets of, you know, fresh pine trees and not damaged. You know, I know people are saying it was a direct energy weapon, and that's a possibility, too. You know, there's video of a single beam, but there's also video of, like, little short spurts going horizontal in the smoke 
there's a video of someone taking pictures of the fire and the smoke, and you can clearly see intermittent flashes going off horizontally mixed in with the smoke. But they were, like, timed intermittent, you know, like 1-1000, 2-1000, 3-1000, like they were perfectly timed. Yeah. How does that happen? And you're, you're right. They're going to turn that was a quaint little area, and it had the wood frame houses from the neighborhoods, but they had the little novelty stores and the souvenir shops and, you know, the, the restaurants and stuff, the small restaurants, family-owned restaurants, and they had the luau's and, you know, greet you at the beach and stuff. The whole Hawaii experience, you know, the cultural experience, that's gone. They don't want that. They want huge resorts and hotels and mansions and, and housing, you know, condos yeah, along that beach. They'll just have their, their fake little uh, remember Lahaina. Yeah, and people are offering the, the landowners money to the point where now the governor is saying that he wants to confiscate the property. He'll be in charge of the price of the property and who it gets sold to. That's a lot of power. Yeah, well, that had to have been pre-planned. I'm sure that just wasn't spur-of-the-moment thinking. Yeah, well, that, that neighborhood was generational. Right. You know, that's like going into the north end of Boston and burning out all the Italians, uh, Southie, and burning out all the Irish people so they could put waterfront houses, which they actually did. You know, all along where the docks were and all of that, they burnt all that down, those houses and, you know, six-family homes and row houses and stuff. We burnt down, and then, sure enough, a few years later, in come the bulldozers, and then there go the high-rises. Here they come. But, they're, but they're, they'll most likely get away with it, though, right? Yeah. Well, they are... But they know yeah, Brandon's not going to save them. That was no, embarrassing. No, not going to save them. No, this, if this was some sort of a operation, he's in on it. You know, and it's a Democrat-run island. But will no they still vote Democrat after this? And my, my thinking is most likely they, they would still vote for Brandon. Of course they would. They think, uh, maybe not even Brandon, but they'd vote for another Democrat. But replacing one Democrat with another Democrat isn't going to change anything. They're all following the same exact playbook. Yeah, but like, they I, have like to I'm saying, on to though, it to run if, for that if party. Brandon was on the, if Brandon's on the 2024 ballot, they would still vote for him. He would win Lahaina, as crappy yeah. as a job that, that he went down there and pretended to talk to them. Oh, I don't know if he'd win Lahaina. He, he might win the rest of Hawaii, but I don't think he's going to win Lahaina. When he showed up, they were giving him the finger, F you, F Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Oh, he finally got here. Almost every video I saw, the only people that applauded him were like two or three people that were walking with him and a couple of other people that were seated in the first row of the conference. They applauded him. Everybody else, first of all, there wasn't really many people there. But mm-hmm. the people that were outside, they were not there to greet him. It wasn't like a Trump rally where everybody went to support Trump. They went to say FJB. 
He's done nothing for them. And then he had the nerve. These people have lost children, husbands, wives, mothers, fathers, grandmothers. Everything they ever owned, everything their history, their family has ever owned. Generational. And he says he almost lost his 67 Corvette. And the cat. And the cat and his wife, which did not happen. It was an electrical fire. Um, the garage was hit. Not the garage. Some pole near his house, near his kitchen, was hit by electricity from a, a lightning strike. Mm-hmm. And it caused a power surge and a small electrical fire in the kitchen. And I guess the kitchen was adjacent to the garage, on the other side of the garage. The That's fire was out the story is even true. I think it is true. He was at some meeting. He said he watched it on the closed circuit. But it was a small fire. And the fire was put out. And if you got a small kitchen fire, you and your cat leave the house, right? And you call 911. You get the cat and you leave. So nobody was ever in any danger. And he almost... His, his, he didn't even almost lose it. His Corvette was at risk. You're talking about a piece of metal. And, these and even that, an expensive everything. piece of metal that some people will never have the opportunity of buying. Right. But he elevated above the people who lost actual loved ones. Yes. That's disgusting. And well, he went when over you there. feel like it doesn't matter that you're going to get those votes anyway, you can go out there and do that stuff. And it wasn't even about them. He made it all about himself. Yes. So why bother going? He could have just stayed with that no comment. He'd have yeah, been better off. he should off. have stayed with it. He did better with the no comment, and everybody was heated about that. But to talk about the potential of almost losing his Corvette. When I just read you a story about a woman who found her kid and her dog, and people had told her that he made it out and he didn't, and where's the rest of the kids? They disintegrated. It was one hell of a fire, and a fast-moving fire. And then you open the doors and you send children right into the inferno? Was that a human sacrifice? What are you doing? Who does that? If your children are in school, you don't just open the door and let them out. You put them on buses and you take them to safety. And you tell the parents where they can meet the safe children. You don't just cut them loose and say, go home. Two elementary schools that are in close proximity to where the fire was. You can put a lot of kids in an elementary school. And you just push them out the door into a fire. Why don't you just throw them into a volcano? Yeah. A child doesn't know where to go. If mom and dad is at work and the kid's in the second grade... 
You know, it's not like those migrant children who can follow GPSs and, you know, travel yeah. to countries on a, on a company. These children were And change their children. own diapers, too, while they're doing it. Yep, change their own diapers and run highways and rivers and bridges and cross railroad tracks and everything to get there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but the, the thing is, home. is that did, did Brandon lose any votes over this? And the answer is not many, probably. He doesn't care about votes. The machines are going to handle that. Oh, I know that. I'm just waiting for him to trip up and say that. Yeah, and well, now they want to put the masks back on our faces and bring back all the COVID stuff, and they're trying it at this college in Atlanta. They're already starting their crap there. Do not yeah. comply, people. If anybody's out there listening, do not comply. All right, maybe at first you wanted to believe them and you wanted to do the right thing and you didn't want to be a granny killer, so you wore the mask because you didn't know. And then you started doing the research and you found out that the mask is like putting up a chain-link fence to stop mosquitoes. Germs are microscopic. They will make it through the weave in the cloth. That cloth is not going to stop the virus. But now you know that. So why would you do it again? You know, virtue signaling? You posted a meme proof how to handle people wearing masks, and everybody was pointing at them and laughing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, usually I don't go for public humiliation, but, you know, if you're wearing a mask now, unless you are immunocompromised, you know, because some people who... Uh, having chemo and stuff, they are immune, immunocompromised and other ailments too. And you're wearing an N95 fitted mask, and it's for a short, specific period of time. Okay, you know, like if if you're being moved to the hospital, and you got to get on an elevator, and there's other people on the elevator, and you don't have an immune system. Yeah, you wear you wear the protection. But other than that, let your immune system work for you. That's why you have it. That's how come you're alive so long. There's germs and bacteria and funguses and viruses that live on your body all day, every day. And your immune system fights them. Now, you have to be exposed to them for your body to fight it. doesn't know to make antibodies for something it's never been exposed to. But your body will make the antibodies to fight these germs. Some things need a little help with, like smallpox. But they weren't using stem cells and they weren't using dimerosol and mRNA and those vaccines. Thalidomide, you know, yeah. They were, yeah, they were, thalidomide, you know, was bad for you. Thalidomide's not a natural occurring thing. It's a, it's an element. Um, yeah, when you're putting all that foreign substance in you. But... You, you know, you need your immune system. We were just talking about it for grounding, too. Put your feet in the dirt. Put your feet in the sand. Right. Yeah, that's why I don't care if people laugh at me. I know I'm healthy. Well, ask people. You know, after you've walked barefoot for a while, even in a dusty desert, you'll see your feet will get dirty, and you'll have this, like, sticky stuff on you, like sap almost, like pine tree sap. Mm-hmm. And you'll have to, of course, wash your feet. But you'll find that sticky stuff on you. You know what that is? That's all the resins and toxins leaving your body. 
That's a magnetic field pulling those from your body out through your feet when you're grounding. And, of course, your feet get sticky, and then they pick up the dirt and dust and everything. But that's Mm -hmm. toxins leaving your body. You're not picking them up. You're expelling them. And most people will never take the time to understand that. They're too busy mocking you because you're not willing to wear a $3 piece of rubber under your foot. Yeah, well, see, you started that barefoot as legal, and I wanted to know about it. You know, I wanted to know if there was anything to it. And then I found grounding, and then I started seeing the scientific properties of grounding and the body detoxing that grounding does for you. It even helps to take calcification off your pineal gland, which causes Alzheimer's disease and dementia. Years and years. Well, it even of... helps with, with things like sleep apnea and anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And especially it helps building a robust immune system. And it helps with allergies. But I, I guess, so... well, and this is just proof that we live in a society where if you don't wear the same clothing or, or whatever someone tells you to wear, then it's okay to make fun of you. And, and that's why all those scam wearers got mad at us for not wearing scams. You don't see people walking around barefoot all the time that have toe fungus, but every day on TV you got commercials for, oh, for yeah, nasty toe fungus and your nails look bad and stuff. But mountain people, they don't wear shoes unless they're going to work and they put their boots on, they take them off in the mudroom on their way in the house. But it's just so funny, Joanne, how that affects so many people. Like, they, you, y'all have people that'll tell me, I wish I could do that. I'm afraid of getting yelled at. But then you'll have people that'll that'll look at me like I'm the scourge of the earth. And it's like, I didn't ask you. you you're never going to see me again in your life. Why do you care so much about what I'm wearing? Right. Really, what do you care what I'm wearing? As long as my pots are covered, you know, have at it. <laughs> well, you know, there was a children's book. Yeah. There was a children's book called Heidi. Remember the book, Heidi? And she had the cousin that lived in the city, and she couldn't go out to play because she was always sickly, so she was in the house. So, of course, she got no sunshine, no vitamin D. She got no exposure to build her immune system. And they always dressed her warm and kept her bootlaces tied up tight and everything. And she was getting sicker and sicker. And her cousin Heidi came to visit her from the mountain. And Heidi begged her to come back to the mountain with her. And when she got back to the mountain... Heidi put the girl outside. They played outside and they had tea parties. And she took her shoes off of her and she let her rub her feet on the ground. Pretty soon the girl was was standing and then she was walking. And then when the father came to visit her, the girl was had a you know a bright rosy face from the sunshine and she was standing and walking. She walked up to her father. That's because the kid took the shoes off. She got outside. She was exposed to the elements. She wasn't in a dark room with no sunlight and no fresh air and her feet and body totally covered all the time. So she couldn't be exposed to anything, so she was getting sicker. And that was a children's book. So although they didn't write the scientific part about it, after thinking about it, you know, they knew back then. Remember when they had cages outside the windows 
in New York City. They put the babies out there to get sun and air. That might be before my time. I don't. I don't remember that. Oh, I've died too. I, I even remember seeing them in Dorchester. And my mother, I remember her bundling my sister up and my brother and putting them in the carriage and putting them outside, out in the sun in the wintertime. They were warm. They were comfortable. They were fed. They were sleeping. And they were in the carriage and they were in the sun. My mother said they needed the fresh air and the sunshine, even in the winter. So bundled them up and put them out. And she did. They all grew up healthy, well, happy. And, and don't forget, too, Joanne, at the – remember, I, I, I was hospitalized two different times in February of this year, and uh, and I was told I was going to lose at least one leg, maybe two, and I'm out of the hospital in eight days, and I'm I'm basically at 100%. My, my blood sugar is almost normal. It's, it's mm-hmm. right in the middle of the pre-diabetic, but – uh, coming off at of 13.8, uh, I'm not worried about it. That's an amazing turnaround. Yeah, those people, that's amazing. <laughs> but I, I take grounding very seriously, as you know, and that, that doesn't... Uh-huh. And and a lot of people, <laughs> when they first hear about what, what the, the Barefoot is Legal does... They'll look at it like it's a joke, but then when you start seeing uh, the information out there and, and the research and, and just putting common sense together, even though you might not be for it, it's like, well, why am I going to hate on it? It's just a personal preference. Yeah. Well, when you first started it, I didn't really understand it either. You know, I just said, okay, you want to walk barefoot, walk barefoot. But then I started seeing the benefits of it. And the reasoning behind it, and then it, then I got it, you know. Then I realized what your mission was trying to say. So barefoot is legal, and then they tell you you got to wear shoes in the store. Why? Yeah. yeah well, you you worked at at your daughter's restaurant. I'm sure you've seen more than one person come in without shoes on. Well, she's she's got a walk-up window, so but yeah, I don't, nobody wears shoes in Florida unless they absolutely have to. Well, I'm just saying to customers, it's like yeah. who cares? Yeah, well, I could see back in the day, you know, when people would drop mayonnaise jars and bleach bottles and stuff in the stores, and they didn't want the liability of someone stepping on broken glass. But nothing's in glass now. That's another stupid thing they do. They won't give you a plastic bag to carry your groceries home. The reason we started having plastic bags was because they said we were killing all the trees with the paper bags, remember? Exactly, yes. Yeah, so now yeah, they, so they want to back to buy the plastic trees. bags for 10 cents a piece. Yeah. Well, yeah, oh yeah, you can still buy them in some places, but they're not just going to give them to you. But everything's made now, in plastic, so what, do you, what, what plastic are you saving? Exactly. So you want to put your bottle of milk in a plastic jug. And your bacon wrapped in plastic, and your cereal that's wrapped in cellophane, and your bread that's in a plastic bag, and your cold cuts that are in a plastic jelly bag. But you won't give me a plastic bag to carry it home? The ketchup's in a plastic bottle. What? Because of climate change. Yeah, because of climate change. And they found out that it doesn't take millions and millions of years for crude oil to form 
it takes like 10 years. Mm. So it is a renewable. So uh, let me go ahead and share with you uh, this week's Broccoli Man, if I can. Broccoli Man has the week off, though. Broccoli Man has the week off? Yeah, so we have Jamar. Uh, Southern Hampshire Institute and Technology, uh, they decided that they need everybody to wear their scams and get their gene therapies. So he went to the doctor, and, uh, well, you'll, you'll see the discussion. Okay. I'm ready when you are. All right, let me uh, let me put that back up here, and then when we get done, we got a couple of callers that want to jump in. Oh, I love callers. Don't hang up, callers. As soon as this is over, we'll get to you. All right, your friend in Philly and Bianchi, uh, you're you're uh, they're both ready to go here. All right, Joe and Bianchi, we got you guys. All right, so uh, let's go ahead. Jamar is done with gene therapies. Three, two, one, action. Hello again, Jammer. Welcome back to school, son. I see we need to get you caught up on the last several boosters. I don't know, B. My parent one and parent two said that if I get another gene therapy, they are pulling me out of Southern Hampshire Institute in Technology. I am so close to graduating SHIT that I do not want to go to another school. Son, I do not need to hear any of that noise. I just want you to come in here, roll up your sleeve, and take these gene therapies as your school is requiring. It is far too important for you to continue helping me make money. My insurance is about to drop me because I have had 53 heart attacks. My parent too said that my life insurance policy is not covered if I get another gene therapy. I am not worried about your life insurance policy or you not being covered by your insurance. My only concern is that I need money. Now, son, you need your boosters so you can get into school. Soon you will need to provide proof of your gene therapies just to go into a store. If you are not current on your gene therapies, your microchip will stop you right here where you are and we will be called out to boost you. Are you prepared to allow that to happen? Can you take out my microchip, B? I just want to live. Oh, heavens no, son. These stores are now about to require you to have a microchip in order to enter the building. We will be requiring a microchip to come to my office. You will not be allowed to come get your gene therapies if you do not have your microchip. Isn't that illegal, player? Only in eight states, son. And even then we might be able to get around their laws. I feel like I was tricked into all this. Why does it seem like the less popular Brandon is, the more they want to go after us? Now, son, there is no guarantee you will get a heart attack. These gene therapies have always been safe and effective. If they are safe and effective, why do you have hospital staff waiting for me outside the door? And then there is also a coroner outside telling to sign something that said it is not the gene therapy that caused me to get a heart attack. Why are you making me sign stuff like I am about to die? And you expect me to keep believing this? Son, we all know Brandon is not popular. We need to help boost his popularity so the World Economic Forum can take over the United States. 
We absolutely cannot have Donald Trump as president. I understand, B. That is why I am voting for Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He will put a stop to this. Robert F. Kennedy. That is worse than Trump. He knows too much about what we are doing. If he becomes president, which he will not, I will have to go back to my home country so I do not get arrested. So you support Brandon after all this mess? If I have to, yes. He helps protect my money. Randomly for office is job security for me. I can always use a new condominium. But I prefer Michael Robinson Obama. Michael Robinson Obama is a very nice lady. Okay, son. Roll up that sleeve so I can kill you. Um. I mean I need to give you these gene therapies. Do you really think I am that stupid, B? Absolutely, son. You're 99% something ducker. My job is just to make sure I enforce gene therapy restrictions. So why should I get the gene therapies if all you want to do is help me die? Now, son, you are not supposed to think about it. You are just supposed to roll up your sleeve and accept your fate. My job as a doctor is to sell these gene therapies. In doing so, it means that I get paid more monies than I can ever dream for. It is not that I dislike you, son. I just like my money a lot more than I like you. I think it sounds rather sus that a new strain is announced to the world on August 17. Then on August 18 we are told they have a gene therapy for that specific strain. And it will be ready on September 10. How did they get out the gene therapy for this strain so fast, B? Now my son, we are doing this for your own good. How is my dying the best thing for me? Well son. We need to get Earth's population under 500 million worldwide. We need to protect our resources for the 1%. Keeping the 99% alive ruins our opportunity to take over the world. I am not willing to give up my life and die so that everyone can get rich off me, bro. That is a very story, son. Now why have you not rolled up your sleeve? Also why is there not a bloody scam on that face? You nailed it. <laughs> you, you did. You nailed it because that's absolutely the truth. These doctors are getting kickbacks and they're um, making mad money on it. You know, these, these doctors, they have these drug companies come in and the salesperson tells them all the benefits of it and, you know, how important it is for their patients. And, you know, and you can even lose weight on some of these drugs they're giving you, like that Ozempic. So everybody's rushing to go get Ozempic. They have no clue what's in it, but they want it. Um, yeah. And now the Food and Drug Administration says, well, ivermectin does help fight COVID. But if there was a suitable alternative, they would not have been able to rush the FDA approval for the emergency use authorization. And the drug companies wouldn't have made all that money if you could just go down to the store and get ivermectin. So you know, let, me, uh, let me just doing... ask one quick thing here, and then we'll we'll bring on both of our callers here in just a minute. Okay, uh, our, caller, I think our everybody... caller from Pennsylvania is probably going to give us an update on what's going on out there. On those yeah, everybody, uh, everybody met each other last week. So, but my question is now that now that they can uh, give out prescriptions for ivermectin 
then how are they going to be able to rush and mandate these gene therapies when you can have uh, something like ivermectin instead? How are they going to be able to enforce that? Because they're calling it a continuation of it. So they're using the same emergency use authorization for this because it's a variant of the original. Mm-hmm. So if you, you know, stick to that, it's COVID. Even if it's a variant of COVID, it still falls under that same heading. And, and they and Dr. Fraudy is going to be in court at some point here over this, but they're they're going to run the same exact game that Dr. Fraudy was running. Yeah. Well, you know, for the like, emergency uh, like authorization. Like Rand Paul you, said last week when he read about this, it's like they have no shame. They're running the same play that we're suing Dr. Fraudy for and hoping we can arrest him. Right. But you're right. You nailed it. And the insurance companies are not covering all these heart attacks now. They don't want to. And life insurance companies are not paying off. And ivermectin, which is an anti-parasitic drug, is having an amazing effect on the COVID, and it's also having an effect on cancer cells, too. We'll get into that another time. But I've been doing some research on that, too. All right, so let's bring the band in here. So we have Joe. We All right, have everybody. Nucky. Hello. Hello. Hey, Joe. Hey, it's, it looks like the Tucker is up to about $78 million. Wow. This wow. blew it off the chart. And they're saying it'll probably hit $100 million by tomorrow. Nice. Record breaking, and, but, and then, but that's okay because uh, Doug Burgum is bringing in maybe four hundred, five hundred thousand people on Fox. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's probably the total of all of them. If he's right about this, going to be a hundred million people by tomorrow, and then the ones that watched it live is what did you say, Joe? Seventy something million? Seventy-eight. Seventy-six. Seven, well, Seven. yeah, it keeps keeps going up. Nice. But here's the thing, Joanne and, and Joe and, and Pianchi, who's also with us. Hi, Bianchi. The thing is, is that people, Hi. they will watch the debate and then we'll, they'll watch Trump and Tucker. But those that are watching Trump and Tucker will not watch the debate. Nope. Yeah, well, I got them both running, but I got them on mute. Chris Christie's talking now. Oh. Well, here's the thing. Trump is up, what, 61%? Yeah. Why would he debate them? See, when you debate, you're trying to take something from the one that's ahead of you. And the one that's in the lead, why would they want to give something up? I wouldn't debate right. nobody. I wouldn't either. Yeah, if he was up by 8, 10, 12 points, that's one thing. But when you're up by 61, yeah, it doesn't make sense. No, don't debate. Don't debate. Don't See, we have to start. Look, we got to start playing this game dirty. Yeah. You got to be in it to win it. You know, if, 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 see, first you win, then you fight. You have to have a plan to win. And then you do what it takes to win. The Democrats know when that. Come out to, when we come out to fight, our shoes should be shining. Yes. It takes a lot. It takes an awful lot. To get the American people to fight But I'm seeing it now When I saw the crowd Welcoming Joe Biden to Lahaina mm. And I saw 
if you call that a welcome. Yeah. But, I, you know, I see people going after Chris Christie. And uh, that Doug was a two-gun salute double-barreled right there. Oh, yeah. Right? And Trump, they wave at him using all fingers. <laughs> so, you know, they're using all their fingers to wave to him. They're only using one finger to wave to Joe. <laughs> no, some of them yeah. are using two, in all fairness. Okay, yeah, you got me. Because they got two hands. But everybody no, in Florida went to court. One hand, like the old yeah. days. But go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> everybody in Florida went to court with with Trump in Miami. I was with them. You wouldn't believe. Not everybody in Florida, really, but I would say most of the population of Miami was there. It looked like a Caribbean festival. There was people, you know, of course, all the speakers were there and the Trump signs and, the, you know, the hell with Joe Biden signs and all of that. But there were just wall to wall to wall people. And they were there to support Trump. You can feel the difference. You know, I mean, it got me to travel three hours to go over to the other coast of Florida to just to be there. We weren't getting in. We weren't getting inside that courthouse. But everybody outside was of one mindset. You know, there was a couple of screwballs in the crowd trying to, you know, start fights and stuff. And, of course, the news cameras, as soon as they got loud and rowdy, they ran up to them. But the Trump supporters, they didn't bite. They didn't support that. I was so happy with the with the Latino people there. They showed well, you know, up in droves. When Trump came to St. Louis, I I went down to the the rally at Keel Auditorium, and I had some of the greatest conversation with people who had traveled even further than Arkansas to come up to listen to what he had to say. Of course, you couldn't get in, mm-hmm. but uh, you're absolutely right. It's it's good to be around people that have a like mind and like intention. And of course, you had some idiots there, but uh, one of them got his nose bloody. Yeah. Yeah, you got to find one or two idiots. They get paid to be there, and, you know, they just want to rabble-rouse the crowd. But most of the time, the, the crowd won't bite. But you're right. You know, there were people that had come in from Arkansas, too. It was a, a reverend and his two sons and one of the guys in, in his parish. They all drove all night to go to Miami. But every rally that I've ever been to, we talk among ourselves. You, It's like you know everybody else in that crowd. You know, and you're not afraid to say hi. You're not afraid to, you know, if somebody's talking about something and you agree with it and then they, they include you in the conversation, next thing you know, you're talking to 5,000 people. And everybody's there for the same reason, everybody that you've spoken to, to support Trump. And that's why they try to keep us apart. That's why during the COVID lockdowns, they shut down rallies. They shut down churches and schools. You know, coffee shops, gyms, any place that people would talk among themselves, bars. They didn't shut down the strip clubs, but nobody's talking in the strip club. They're just watching. Well, one of the reasons I chose to vote for Trump was what I heard him speaking on his rallies, the key points. And, you know, like school choice, never have I heard a president speak on that issue. And really... If you want to put our axe to one of the uh, left Democratic main supporters, that'd be the teachers' unions. 
start making it so that parents can take their children out of that bastion of confusion and put them where they think and know is best for their child. Right. Right. It's the the parents' final say. That's it. The teachers, you know, you're only going to be with the kid 10 months out of its whole life. You are not authority on that child. And this, you know, keeping secrets behind the parents' backs, um, that's not cool. Who the hell are you to just assume that these parents are unfit? You don't have a court order. You don't have a, 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 you know, removal of their parental rights or anything. The kid doesn't have an appointed guardian. There's no warrant. Who the hell do these people think they are keeping secrets like that? And, you know, doing medical procedures or even therapy, which is a, is a medical therapy. Who are they to not include the well, parents they're not in supposed that? To, they're not supposed to be striking up those type of conversations with your kids. That's a conversation that should be had with the parents and the family, not the teacher or counselors when it comes down to medical decisions or these other decisions that make it seem as if the child is confused. We don't need you to tell the child he's not. You tell the child to go home and talk to their parents. That's where it should right. be. The stuff they're teaching them in school, they get, you know, the second graders, they're teaching about sex. And then they go out to play with the other kids, you know, and, and they want to see the little girl's underpants or the little girl wants to see the little boy's feeding. Well, that's what they learned in school. Well, I had a, uh, I went on a website and was privy to a link that came out of a mass Massachusetts was talking about. Uh, and they're teaching the kids as young as uh, kindergarten how to masturbate. Right. Right. Yeah, so when you're sexualizing the children, and then they're going to go out and touch other children, and they're going to be in trouble yeah. for it. Yeah. And then you have to ask yourself. And I know you too, and also, where in the world do people develop this line of thinking? I don't know. I don't know what 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 is the purpose of it, and what's the purpose, Bianchi, of a Department of Education, a federal Department of Education? We don't have federal teachers. We don't need no Department of Education, and you shouldn't have things that duplicate what's in the state. And at the federal level, that right. at the federal level has to move aside. Yeah, but we don't we don't even have one federal teacher. They're all state and local. Well, they say that if you get funds for Title Nine, and if you get funds for free and reduced lunch, then you have to abide by the rules that comes out of the federal government. And uh, yeah. I say malarkey. There's always parents strings go attached, huh? Yeah, when I was a kid, I took a brown bag lunch to school. What was wrong with them? Why come? Why didn't you bring those back? All I paid for was a carton of milk. Yeah. Yeah, you had to have milk money that back then. You brought your own lunch. And but I read. Joey, so you even I had thermoses that one. kept your milk cold. You soup hot. Yeah. I remember them because if you drop them, the inside would break. You have yeah, a thermos full of blood. Yeah, 
But boy, mm-hmm. the tomato soup yeah, is really good. We haven't heard from Joe services. in a here. Uh, if, uh, if Joe wants to speak up, uh, we're hoping to hear from you, too. Yeah, there was Jump a right video. In there, there was a video at a town council. The guy started reading from one of the books that was in the school library. It was yeah. so bad that they took the guy and escorted him out of the out of the building. Mm-hmm. And he was just reading a school book to the school board. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's porn if you and I read it, but it's it's required reading if you're a first grader. Yeah, so that tells you, too, that the board of directors doesn't know anything about the school board. They don't know anything about what the books, what's inside those books. They're just going along with whatever the program says they have to go along with. You know, somebody decided this is the curriculum we're using, and they all just rubber stamp it because they're a member of a gang, a party, or whatever. Mhm. Hey, Joanne. Yes, Joe. Yeah. One one of the things I I heard you guys talking about COVID. Not to change the subject there. Uh, I had relatives and lots of people get sick and die, and one of my best friends died. Another friend had a stroke, and I lost the aunt. And it, it's been it's been terrible. And what I did about when all this stuff started breaking out, I started a COVID research group. Mm-hmm. And we we have torn this up, down, around. We we have found every article that we could find. And all I can say is they're back at it again, thinking that we're so dumb we're going to go do it again. I knew yes. this was going to happen. Through, I, I broke this out last Monday. I found a, a week from Monday there was a Russian general was talking about this and I said "Uh uh-huh it's going to happen and sure enough Alex Jones broke it a couple days later and they have the receipts they have the orders they have all the orders that the government's ordering all tens hundreds of millions of dollars worth all this stuff for COVID yeah well that's what it is it's making money for the drug companies so here we are again. Now, just one of the people. things. Yeah, one of the things. Um, I got my ivermectin from a guy in India. He's. I, I've dealt at the beginning of this. I, I I help more people to get through COVID per se and what to do. Not, you know, trying to help people through because they're so everybody was getting COVID, and you know, just trying to tell them what to take and you know where they can get stuff at and. One of the other things I would add to the ivermectin would be the hydrochloroquine. Yes. Those two work great together. And, you know, and I, I, none of my friends died of COVID. In fact, the reason why, this is a statistic, 90, almost 90, 93 to 97% of the people that went to the hospital that were over 65 died. They didn't yep. die of COVID. They died of bacterial infections. Right. And mom, mom got it bad, but I wouldn't let her go to the hospital. I yeah, said, and you got to treat the symptoms too, Joe. You know, yeah. it, it, even if you take a Dayquil or a, a Comtrex or something like that, you got to treat the symptoms because all that coughing, coughing, coughing puts a strain on your lungs and a strain on your heart. And if you can suppress that cough somewhat, you're going to feel a lot better, and your body's going to be more relaxed and able to fight it too along with the ivermectin, and I'm not pimping ivermectin, but if you have livestock, go to a feed store 
and you can get ivermectin for your livestock. You can also get fish antibiotics too. Mm-hmm. That's um, what I had. I had. I took the Z pack. Mm-hmm. And I and didn't have any. I didn't. I didn't have any lung congestion whatsoever. Yep. And you know you can get that at the feed store, or you can order it yep. online for your pets. Remember, it's for your pets. Yeah. Or for yep. your well, livestock. I found a really good guy in India that way. He's been able to get me everything. They have a they have a Zelenko uh, kit they handed out in India, and it had yeah. it had ivermectin in it, it had zinc, and it also had the antibiotic in it. And that's why they had such a low rate ever in India. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you need the so, zinc too. You need the yeah. zinc, not too much zinc, but you need zinc and magnesium too. And quinine comes from the chinchona box, so hydrochloroquine can be made at home with mm-hmm. the chinchona box. So you, you don't even need a prescription for that. But if you know, if you wanted to get ivermectin for your livestock purposes only, you can go to a feed store still. I would highly recommend you do that. Now, it says to inject the, the horse, of course, but um, you could also take the solution out of the bottle, mix it with a little water and sugar, measure it, and do it like a shot. Don't you? It doesn't have to be injected. You can Your horses will be fine. Yeah, so, yeah. So when I heard that, here. you know, went through all these studies, I've read it all. <laughs> I spent, I've spent about two to three hours a day for the last two and a half years just going through everything. And it gets more tragic as we go. And at first it was getting people through COVID. Now I'm finding people, okay, what do we do? We got vaccine reactions, or I took the vaccine. They had a reaction. I've had, that's what I'm dealing with people now. One of our friends on Facebook posted that her brother just died this morning. He's been in a coma for three months since he got his booster. Oh. Not, uh, sorry to change the subject there, you know. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, but stay away from those things. Everybody did not know before. Now everybody no. does know. Yeah, yeah. So when you're looking at these people with the, like, proof calls them scams on their faces, the mask, you see somebody wearing a mask, just know that they are either very ill-informed or they are somehow trying to virtual signal or they're trying to feel good about themselves or trying to exert power over other people because they're being compliant and you're not, so you're the bad guy. Do not comply. That's it, America. Stop it. Yep, yep. Don't take their vaccines. Don't take their boosters. And really, I've been doing, I, I told you, Joe, I've been looking into the cybermectin on other things, too. Oh, and cancer. Yes, you said yes, it right, cancer. I did. I told you about the tumors in the slides and, and the way it was reacting. It was shredding it. And yeah, we haven't even, you know, they, they call that the most world's most miracle drug ever invented. Yeah. It's an antiparasite, so maybe some of the cancers people are getting a parasitic too. 
Well, here's here's one of the things I found in my study that, you know, people in Africa that have the mosquitoes and malaria and everything, they take ivermectin on, on a daily basis because mm-hmm. of what, you know, the water. And they had hardly any COVID at all. Yeah. One of, the, one of those countries was the Uganda. Uganda well, you was know another number thing too. three. Yeah, well, you know when I, I when I've been older and I've watched kids, kids would drink out of a water trough, along with the cattle, the dogs, the chicken. They all drink out of the same trough. So what they'd be doing is sharing the same immune system. And like you were right. speaking earlier regarding a barefoot, everybody wears they barefooted or the soil comes in contact with their skin. And then you replenish those elements that you would mm-hmm. normally pick up through your skin. We don't do that anymore because we walk around with shoes and on concrete surfaces. Right. You're not going to get any of the minerals out of the grounds and the nutrients out of the grounds. It's blocked with the shoes. You can't even yeah. absorb all the, the wonderful minerals in the water and, the, and the, you know, the dew and the rain and the, the pollens and stuff. Yeah, actually, shoes are very bad for you unless you're in a situation where you're going to be stepping on stuff that's going to damage your skin, your, you know, your feet, your organ. Your skin is an organ. And people with diabetes, they shouldn't get wounds. You know, if you get a little boo on your foot, it could turn to something very big. But most people know. Well, I'm, I'm going to politely, slightly disagree with you because if you are diabetic, uh, you know where my my diabetes numbers were before and after, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. uh, and the grounding is important because you need to be in the sun. Oh yeah, but you just need no, to you need to check yourself. Yeah, but I'm talking about like stepping on glass and bottles or something that could pierce your skin. Well, and that, that's why I'm saying you just check yourself. It's if you're yeah if you're just driving to the park and then you're like you know what. I'm just going to run into Starbucks, get a coffee, and then I'm going to chill out at the park and go go grounding. It's like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah, who cares as long as there's not anything that's going to damage you. But for, you know, 99.999% of the time, you don't need the shoes. Right. You know, if you're not walking on hot coals with broken glass and sharp rocks. Yeah. You know what and they're selling as as now? That, as soon as you get through that, take them off again. Yeah. You know what they're selling now, Joanne? They're what? selling, they took the microbiome, the bacteria, and the soil, and they're making probiotics out of that now. Well, somebody's getting smart. Inter- yeah, interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Well, somebody's getting smart. You know, the the... the the cure for everything is right under our noses. We just don't know how to look for it. We're more interested in the convenience of treating a symptom instead of treating the core problem. But a lot is happening, you know, a lot is happening. And even by accident, just, you know, trying to research these drugs and these diseases you're finding that a lot of the things cross over and a lot of things you can eliminate and a lot of things that you can add and none of them have to be chemical or 
body altering, DNA altering. You don't want to alter your DNA by introducing mRNA into your body. Why do you want to turn yourself into a virus? You know, I think I liked it better when you were turning yourselves into robots. At least it was functional. You know, like the bionic arms and stuff. It didn't alter your DNA. I think we're headed for some serious times. Just do not comply. Do not comply. Do not comply. You're just going to get sicker. And if you wear the mask on your face and you stay in your house, you're not exposing yourself to the very things you need. Like Proof just said, you need the sunshine. Hey, uh, I just need like two or three minutes. I'll be right back, Joanne. All right, and Bianchi said you, you need the minerals and you need the, the electrolytes from the rainwater. And all that stuff does get absorbed into the skin in your feet. If the minerals are in the ground, put your feet on the ground. If the minerals are in the water, drink the water. If the vitamins you need are in the sun, go out in the sun. You know, I'm not yeah, saying go. Joanne, they do drink the uh, water straight from the Nile River. I've taken empty liter bottles and filled it up. If you don't mark it, you would pick it up and drink it rather than picking it up out of the store-bought water. So it's so crystal clear. Yeah, the the spring water and the the glacial water up in New England, it's, it's so crystal clear, so full of minerals. And, you know, it, it moves, so it doesn't grow any funguses and bacteria and stuff. It's not standing water. It's moving water. You put a glass, put a clear glass in, into the brook or the spring, and you'll see it'll come up crystal clear. And it's better for you than all this other stuff. But if you don't have germs, you can't fight germs. So... Mm-hmm. Well, see, the major thing in today is the education of my kids. My kids don't take biology. They don't have sciences. You know, when I was coming up, we knew about bacteria and viruses and how you came about being infected by them. But today they don't. That's why so many people were falling for all the rhetoric that we was hearing during the pandemic. And then... The thing that really did tee me off is that people who had religious convictions, they could not immune themselves from having to take shots. You had some individuals that would tell you, I don't believe you are you are thorough or you are honest in your religious convictions. Well, who in the heck gives them the authority to tell you how you go about believing in your higher power? Right. And you're right. God created us in his image. That's what people who believe the Bible believe. So if you're altering our DNA, then you are altering his image. Also, I had a talk with my daughter about this, about the fetal stem cells. And he tried to tell me, well, originally the research was done with the fetal stem cells, but then they cloned those cells. So they're not really fetal cells anymore. Yes, they are. You've cloned them. Do you understand what clone means? 
And I'm not having anything to do with aborted fetal cells. I'm not having anything to do with abortion. That is not right for me. I'm not killing babies. And I'm not taking the any products from a purposely killed baby. I don't kill babies to save me when there's other ways. You can do it with the bark of a tree. You're going to kill a baby. Don't need to. That is my personal belief. And that's where my doctor ended his conversation with me. Because it wasn't going to get any further than that. And then I went back to him afterwards and he said, do you want a flu shot? He said, oh, never mind. You don't, you don't take those. And I said, hey, you remembered. No, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> so, really. Joe, how's this going? I see Tim Scott is going now on the debate. Oh, I'm not watching it. <laughs> it's out, it's uh, been out of control. DeSantis has, like, disappeared. Yeah, he just fell off. And they, and our good our good Hindu guy, they did you hear about him and his source money that he got? What about it? Well, he had some he got money from source and he hid it. Yeah, Soros is everywhere. His kid is worse than the the kid is worse than the father. The kid is a graduate of Berkeley, by the way. You know he dated Meghan Markle before she married Harry? Alex Soros? Oh, Lord. Yeah. Chris Christie looks like he's he's trying to explain something. I can't hear what he's saying because I'm just, you know, watching it. But he's got his forehead raised, his eyebrows raised, and he looks like he is trying to explain something that he obviously didn't explain well before because he's got the look of horror on his face. I don't know about him. Any one of those people on the stage, they should have waited. You know, if Trump is this far ahead, we should be rallying around him. We shouldn't be trying to tear him down. And all these people should realize that, you know, it's not going to happen for them. The RNC could disqualify Trump from running in their party. But are they willing to pull that trigger? That would be the end of the Republican Party. I think so, too. What do you think, Bianchi? Do you think the, the GOP will pull the trigger and disqualify Trump? Well, if they did, this should, the reaction, the counter-reaction to that should be very, very powerful. Uh, personally, yeah. I just and, think that Trump is too popular for them to do that. If, if he had maybe a 15-point lead, then they could, but... If he's up by 60 points, that, that that wouldn't be a good look. No. I think that would be political suicide. There'd be, you know, he got, they alleged that he got only 74 million votes. He probably got 174 million. He probably got all the votes. But, um, yeah, that's a lot of people to be angry at the same time, at the same thing. You know, they're talking about him with Rico and conspiracy and all that. The real conspiracy is all these people conspiring against one man. All these people in different parties 
conspiring against one man, the legal system conspiring against him, even, you know, agencies, federal agencies had a conspiring against him. FBI, CIA, all conspiring against this one guy. That's a conspiracy. And Giuliani, are you kidding me? This lowly little county DA is going to try him for RICO crimes? He is the ultimate authority, the ultimate legal authority on taking down the mob and knows every inch and every dotted I and cross T in the RICO statutes. He is Mr. Rico, and you're going to try to take him down. Oh, this i got to see. I doubt that lowly little DA knows as much about Rico as Giuliani does. And as I said about Sidney Powell, she's been trying to get her Dominion voter fraud and manipulation into the court, and they keep throwing it out and throwing it out and throwing it out, not for the merit but because she did not have standing to bring the suit. But now where she's the defendant, she has standing. So this i got to see, too. She is sharp as it gets. This is going to be an up-and-down roller coaster, and sometimes we're going to be happy with what's going on, and sometimes we are going to be infuriated. But how are we going to know when to figuratively pull that trigger, too? When are we going to say enough? And when are we going to turn our backs on all of them? I don't care if Trump is in jail. And I don't care if he's on the ballot. I'll run him. I'll write him in. Yeah, we don't have that luxury here in Nevada. No? No. And another thing. Newsom is trying to get him off the ballot in California. So is Oregon and Washington. Yeah, isn't that election interference? Denying well, the people? It's going to go to the Supreme Court. I see it going. Yeah, I don't think the state can do it. I think the party could do it, though. But I don't think the states can do it. That's what I thought. Like, Ronna McDaniel, they're, they're better off running the offense through her. Right. She could pull the plug on him. Wouldn't be too smart. I'm about fed up with these court actions myself. You know, Bianchi, back in, um, I think it was 2004, or no, it was a little later than that, maybe 2014, Florida moved their primary voting date up, and both the parties got really mad and stripped our votes. The Republicans gave us back half the votes, but the Democrats never, never gave us back the votes. There was this guy who sued because his vote was stripped. And it made it to court. It made it to the state Supreme Court. And the state Supreme Court said that the parties, although political, they are private. And they can run their primary any way they choose to. Some parties don't even have a primary. They just nominate a a candidate. So it's the general election that counts. If you don't like who the party put up, vote for someone else. 
And that's how that ended up. So they can run their primary any way they want. They could disqualify him, and that would be... That would be bad. That would be that would that would light the wick, I think. You know, they try to call that well, January sixth. He has some idiots out there talking about using the Fourteenth Amendment to get him off the ballot. Those those uh, clauses in the Fourteenth Amendment was meant for the Confederacy, not the President of the United States. I mean, do mm-hmm. people use any common sense? How in the heck you going to – it's the Constitution that sets the stipulations why the president and how the president can run, or should I say a person can run for the presidency. So you think that they're going to come along and make an amendment after that saying that this is to keeping them from running? People don't use any common sense. It is very dangerous out here with the mindset that we got walking around amongst the population today. Yeah, well, the only thing that the Constitution really says about a candidate for president is he has to be a natural-born citizen and over the age of 35. The rest is up to the people. Remember the guy that had the boot on his head? He ran from jail. He ran his election from jail. Oh, wow, I can't think of his name. Yeah, well, he had a boot on his head, and he was—they had put him in jail, and he was still running for his, his office. He was running for an office, and he said, "You know, I'm over 35, and I'm a natural-born citizen. It doesn't matter if I'm in jail. It doesn't matter where I am." Oh darn it! I now I'm going to be wondering who that guy is because I remember that. <laughs> I'll find out right now. He said he'd be a great dictator, and he wants everybody to have a phone. <laughs> everybody so, can have uh, a Everybody is saying that Pence tried to go after Ramaswamy, and he got fried. All right. He promises free ponies. He wears a boot on his hat, out of his hat and promises free ponies. That was very supreme. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Well, the debate's over Nobody won, I guess (laughs) Trump won Yeah, Trump won He wasn't even there I know, there should be a cartoon With all of them All knocked out in the ring And the referee holding up Trump's hand So we'll show but if Ronna McDaniel the... had her way, who do you think Ronna McDaniel would, would take, Pence? And we'd have Pence against Biden? Yeah, I think I, I think she would go with a Pence or, or um, she might go with DeSantis. Uh, they might pair up DeSantis and Tim Scott. Pence, Pence is um, toxic, so I, I don't think that she would do go that far. Ramaswamy's not going anywhere. He's just there to set the narrative. You know, this that's what he wants to talk about and that's you know, everything that he says, everybody else has to respond to it. Yeah. Ron DeSantis thought that, you know, that being a good governor in Florida was gonna just propel him nationwide. But as soon as he stepped outside of Florida 
Everybody started researching him. And when he started going against Trump, who actually propelled him into that position, you know, everybody saw him as a as a turncoat. You know, he's not loyal. Yeah, I, I halfway believe that, but you have to mix in, too, that, that that's when he signed up to, to hang out with the Bushes and Dick Cheney. And uh-huh. uh, and when he when he's playing with rhinos, then you, you lose your your credibility with a lot of us. And knowing that he's playing with all those cool kids in town, it makes it more possible that Rana might go with him. Right. You know, they should just say that, you know, we, we we had a meeting and we decided that we didn't want Trump in our party anymore. And we threw him out, so here's who we're going to put up. But how many people would vote for Trump just because he's a Republican versus that uh, they're they're voting for Trump? Like, yeah, I, I know that there are people out there that say, I'm just voting for whoever the Republican is. So how yeah. many people would vote for that versus Trump being an independent? I don't know. I don't think it's a big number. It could be 20% who are just, you know, strictly party. I'm voting Republican, and it doesn't matter who, mm-hmm. you know, like they do with the Dems. Any Dem will do. No, any Republican will do. No, no. They don't. They do not understand Trump supporters. They do not. They are underestimating the support he has. You know, people, there's a lot of people who are really vocal about Trump, and they go to all the flag wavings, and they go to the court appearances and the rallies and everything. But then there's the ones who, if you're talking about Trump and you say something good about him, they'll lean over and they'll whisper in your ear, I agree with you. Mm. But they won't say it out loud. You know, for reasons of their own, they they worry to lose their job or lose their reputation or somebody. Or will if you them say something good about Trump, they'll go, "Yeah, but," and then they'll have yeah. they'll have that "Yeah, but" ready to go. Yeah, if if you say "but," you just canceled out everything you said originally. So, right. Don't even bother with the "but." I'm telling you, they're underestimating Trump's support. And Trump's got the support of the military, too. Especially since Joe Biden and half the Democrat establishment and the other half of the Republican establishment are trying to get us deeper and deeper into this war. They're all beholden to the military complex. You know, they're they're all getting money from Boeing and Raytheon and I can't believe Pence is still out there selling it when, when he went on uh, on that stage with Trump, with uh, Tucker Carlson and and he uh, he said he wasn't interested in the United States. He was more interested in the Ukraine. Right. And he's trying to say that we that Tucker took it out of context, but it's on camera. Yeah, he it can't was walk not that edited. Back. It was a live unedited interview. Hmm. But now we're not supposed to believe that Pence said what he said. Don't believe your lying eyes and ears? Yeah. All Pence had to do was say, considering the amount of irregularities and discrepancies that these electors are reporting, maybe we should look into them. 
if it's unfounded, so be it. But if they prove out to be true, then now is our opportunity to fix it. But he didn't say that. No. Actually, what he said was he was afraid chaos would ensue. So he was more worried about people having temper tantrums than doing the right thing. Yeah. And it wasn't like he declared anyone else the winner. He didn't. All he had to do was pause. And then he goes out happy-go-lucky like people don't remember that, and he's Mr. Righteousness. But instead, he's the ultimate chump of the decade. Oh, yeah, he's a chump. He's a chump. He didn't want the country to fall into chaos. Yeah, so we're going to fall into chaos more slowly. We're in chaos, yes. Everything is chaos. You got local DAs taking a prisoner in the United States court. Stay in your lane, lady. But what is what she would tend to do that Trump over the whole United That's States. what I'm trying to understand, though. Because in order to be con- president, you have to do something different. And just saying, I was there for the Trump ride, but I'm not Trump, that, that's not good enough. It might right. work good enough right. for Michael Robinson Obama, who's a nice lady, but Pence isn't a nice lady. I wanted to talk about her. Because, I mean, I know that okay. it's a money thing, Michael Robinson. And, you know, he's a possible tranny, and, you know, maybe she is, maybe she isn't. Um, there is there is evidence to say that she is. And then there's, you know, the common belief that she's a woman. Yeah. But I'm wondering if that's what this whole big tranny push wasn't about. The Bud Light trans and the commercials of trans and the... Guys selling little girls' clothes at Disney with the mustache. Um, is that supposed to normalize trans? So we and then Barry. Then if Michael life? Robinson wins the election, then they can come out and Barry can say he's gay and and well, uh, everybody will live that. happily ever after. Yeah. See, they magically dropped that with mm-hmm. the letters to an old girlfriend saying that he fantasized about being with men. Well, there's that admission. So is this the introduction? Is this the slow drip, drip, drip to introduce us to accepting a trans? And when it all backfired with the Bud Light and the Target and the teachers and all that stuff and everybody flipping out, they might have put that back on the shelf. Now's not the time. So now they got to stick with Joe Biden. But if America had been more accepting and, and celebrated the trans thing and Yahoo and let's, you know, be chopping off little kids' penises. Um, then maybe she would have run. But if if she is trans, it's going to come out. That's not something you can keep a secret forever, especially if you're the president of the United States are running for president of the United States. Someone's going to come out with it. A family member, a friend, a classmate. Someone is going to come out with it. So they had to put that back to bed. 
now's not the time. They're going to keep pushing the agenda. But maybe she thinks it's not worth the hassle. I don't know if it's connected, but it just seems to be all happening at the same time. But it backfired bigly. So you know, you don't want to put your name and face out there, not not in this environment. So I'm trying to just Hang work on. on Spybook real quick to see who they're saying uh, won the debate. But um, there's a lot of Vivek fans out there, and I saw a couple of Nikki Haley's. Yeah. Well, we you know we spoke about Vivek. He is saying all the right things. And I'm sure he was well polished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were right. This uh, all over Twitter it said, "Guess who won the Republican debate?" And they got pictures of Trump and sunglasses and Tucker Carlson. And all right, here's the uh, Brendan Dilley says the Drudge poll, who won the first Republican debate? Ramaswamy, thirty point twenty three percent. Chris Christie, 21.8%. Nikki Haley, 18%. DeSantis, 17%. He's, he tanked. Pence is only at 4%. Scott at 3 I don't know why Scott's less than Pence. Burgum got 3%, and Hutchinson got 1%. So this, this saying Ramaswamy did best. And then Christie did second best. Haley did third best. And the rest of them are distant thirds and fourths. The top numbers are 30%, 21%, 18%, and 17%. That's the top four. Then the other one's a single digit. Wow. Hutchinson got 1.5%. Uh, uh. <laughs> wow. Hey, they had a point going to debate. The question was asked, would you support uh, Trump if he was the candidate? Well, Rami raised his hand real quickly, and then everybody started looking around slowly, raising their hand. You said Romney? Well, our good Hindu guy. Oh, Ramaswamy, not Romney. Those are two different people. Yeah, I can't pronounce his name. I'm not, I'm not Indian. Sorry. Well, Vivek yeah. would be fine. Yeah, yeah, Vivek is better. Yeah, but don't call like, him Romney. No, it is like Ramadan, Ramaswamy. <laughs> but how did Chris yeah, Christie get all those? Uh, I wonder what he said to piss off like Mike Pence or something. Hmm. I don't know. I recorded it. I'm going to go back and watch it later. I don't think it's that riveting personally, but that's just me. Yeah, that's it's it's not even getting much play on Twitter. Hmm. All right, um VB Spurs says, Wow, Vivek is so unlikably slick. So they're seeing it too. Well everybody you know what's must funny, have left uh, Joanne. Last week, I had no idea they were doing this, and I just said off the cuff as we were closing that, watch, Tucker and Trump are going to do something together instead. 
Yes, you said that last week. You said that that would be ideal if they went up against the debate. And you were right. Joe Joe said it, too, that that would watch watch what happens. And mm-hmm. sure enough, it happened. So, see, people do talk to each other, and it does get around. And it turned out to be a good thing. And I'm sure Tucker and Trump were thinking the same thing, too. You want to blow them all away? And then and Joe comes on and tells us they got almost 80 million viewers. 85.1 I wonder, I wonder what now. the viewership was. Let me find out what the viewership was for the debate. I wonder how many were on Fox. Tucker. Wow. 4.710 million. 21.7 million. Wow. Just looking it up, trying to find out the viewership numbers for the RNC debate. So why are they asking Chris Christie a question about UFOs? I don't know. So Ramaswamy was the only candidate also to uh, to say that he's he would not uh, he would not be funding the Ukraine. So out of all those people out there. Everybody else is pro-war except Vivek, including right. DeSantis. Yeah. And you know what's going to um, happen it is if Russia continues to take more territory, I heard that Zelensky is just going to turn the country over to Poland and... Yeah, and they're going to annex into Poland, which makes them automatically a NATO country if they're an annex. You know, like Guam is a territory of the United States, and if Russia attacks Guam, the United States is in on it. They will respond, and so is every other country in NATO because one of us was attacked. This is going very, very badly. And you're right, Vivek is saying the right thing. You end that war. Trump said it ended in 24 hours. It never would have happened on his watch. As if it was going to, it would have. All the key markers were in place when Trump was there, and nobody acted on it. But as soon as Trump was gone, you know, all them crooks in Ukraine started their stuff, and, you know, decades we have been provoking Russia. And we even had bioweapons labs on their border. And then we got mad when he took them out. Mm-hmm. Those were a threat to him. If there were bioweapons labs in Mexico and we were adversaries, we wouldn't think twice about taking them out. Things happen like that all the time. Hey, we don't even hey, 
Hey, Joanne, Thanks. did you see that the guy that was the head of the the military unit that did the coup d'etat was killed in a plane crash? I did. I was going to bring that up. The uh, the Russian guy, the yeah. one that they said that was trying to pull a coup. Yeah, so they yeah, had a plane then, crash. His name is uh, Yevany Brzoem. He's the leader of yeah. the Wagner Mercenary Group. And he led an aborted mutiny in June. He was listed as a passenger on a jet that crashed north of Moscow. Mm-hmm. A telegram channel associated with the Wagner Group claimed that Yegevny Prokhman was among the dead. Russian officials said that all ten people on a private Embraer Legacy aircraft that crashed while flying from Moscow to St. Petersburg has died. And for months before the mutiny, Prizoni mocked and criticized Russia's top military brass, accusing them of incompetence throughout the war in Ukraine. The fatal crash Wednesday occurred two months to the day since Prigozhin's June 23rd mutiny attempt in Moscow. It also said it's worth remembering that the U.S. State Department, for the first time, called on its citizens to immediately leave Belarus just two days ago. So the U.S. intelligence agencies might have picked up some chatter and knew the Wagner turmoil might take place in Belarus. So he got taken out. They do that on the reg, too. You know, they they let him go to Belarus, and they let him have a nice house, and they said, nah, everything's going to be fine, and we're not going to bring any charges against him. The first time he gets on a plane, that's it. Terrible accident. I wonder what the Wagner. I wonder what the Wagner Group's going to do now. They're not going to be happy. No. No, they're not going to be happy at all. But they were getting mad at him anyhow because they thought he sold out. You know, he was leading them and he was leading the coup, and then he turned them around and. Then he got some cushy deal, and they either got absorbed into the military or sent to the gulag. So I think both sides wanted him to be taken out at that point. Yeah, he was a dead man walking from that day forward. So uh, in this debate, they asked everybody uh, who if they would support Trump if he was the nominee, and Chris Christie and Asa Hutchinson both said no. Like they matter. Yeah. Well, Chris Christie was hired by the powers that be to do his best to try to take Trump down. And all he sounds like is, you know, he's just pissing and whining about Trump. And he says things like, all Trump wants to talk about is himself. And then he goes on and says, well, when I was governor, I did this, and I did that, and I did this. So all you want to talk about is yourself, right? He was scolding Trump for doing exactly what he proceeded to do. But uh, right I, I was reading, though, that Vivek got Chris Christie on that uh, that famous hug with, with Obama. Oh, yeah? What did he say? Yeah. Just about, like, uh, you can come over here and... Because Chris Christie was telling, uh, saying something smart about about him being an Indian American, and so uh, he said, "Why don't you come over here and hug me like you did Obama on the beach that day?" Ooh, <laughs> ooh, bam! <laughs> I 
Yeah, you got to fight well, back against Christie. But every one of these was, people, except for Vivek, were were basically war hawks. But DeSantis didn't get much airtime here. No. Yeah, whoever's Something a war hawk is is off my scoreboard. So uh, I'm not interested in feeding a a war machine. Well, DeSantis must have really tanked to come in fourth in that debate when he was. You know, they, riding they, high they, not they that long ago. They didn't give him as much airtime as a lot of other people, though. Well, the Murdochs initially wanted him, and they supported him. But then, not that long ago, they decided not to support him anymore, and they were looking for alternatives. So something happened with DeSantis and the Murdochs. For the Murdochs and to I now don't think, I don't think that alternative is uh, is Vivek. I think he's talking too slick. So so it's got to be. I don't know who the other person. I I, I don't know because Trump is in a tier by himself, and then you have DeSantis and Ramaswamy who are in tier two. Um, tier three, I guess, might be Tim Scott and Nikki Haley. Yeah. Yeah, that would be And that's the, a huge drop-off. Yeah, but that would check off all the boxes, you know, and that would appease the the left and the, and the gem sympathizers and the virtue signalers. Yeah. Yeah, so instead of merit, they just, you know, check off the boxes and call it a day, even though the most qualified man for the job is the one they don't want. And the only one who can save us, the only person on the whole planet, not just the United States, mm-hmm. the only person on the planet with the power to take us back in the right direction is Donald J. Trump. Everyone knows it. And they're not even in denial about it. They just say, I don't like him, I don't want him. But they're not denying the fact that he's the man for the job. But, it, and it, but with all everybody except the fact that maybe DeSantis, it's like you can't tell the difference one from another except people like Christie and Pence and Hutchinson who are just not as likable as the others. That, that's the only difference between them. Yeah. You know, even, well, even when they go to a microphone. Go ahead. We are told we're supposed to support the president. So Christie said that he wouldn't support Donald Trump if he was nominated. This goes to show you how these people are. They're no good, man. They are low down. Right. The lowest uh, of the Asa low. Hutchinson said the same thing, but Asa Hutchinson wishes he had Chris Christie's numbers. Yeah. But didn't they all flip out when Trump said no, he wouldn't necessarily support the nominee? Yeah, he would said have to think about that. Or I wouldn't support. Right. Yeah, but they all lost their mind when Trump wouldn't sign their support thing. Remember that? Yeah. I wouldn't have signed it either. And actually, I don't agree with Christie not supporting Trump because Trump is the right man for the job. But I do agree that he doesn't have to support him if he doesn't want to. And then again, you got the news media that's asking these loaded questions. I would have said no comment right at this time. Yeah, 
That's a setup. Well, I don't know itself. if you could say no comment right now after what what Brandon just did to no comment. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's bad words. No. Yeah, but, not right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, not now, not now. <laughs> <laughs> but the no comment, you could say, you know, I haven't really made a decision about that, or I haven't come to terms with that yet. So I really can't say anything until I'm, I'm comfortable with my own thoughts. And that's the same thing as no comment, but it's a lot of words, and they like that. <laughs> You know, make it sound pretty. But you're right, Vivek is is too slick. And Ron DeSantis is just, like, falling off the charts here. Trump won the debate. You're right. (laughs) Trump won. Yeah, but but there's nobody on the bottom tier this time around that is somebody that we should even be paying attention to. No. When you're looking and you're looking for a president, then probably look for presidential material and qualifications. Don't just, you know, go by party. That's, I don't know what we're going to do. I'm upset that it's gotten to this far. Well, I know usually when it comes to debates and there's a lot of people that there's usually one or two candidates on the bottom that that you feel like if only they they had a voice, but not this time around. No. Maybe Larry Elder, but he didn't even qualify for this time around. No, I don't know why either. Larry Elder, he was trying too. He he makes some good sense, but he's not gonna he's not gonna be president. No, if Asa Hutchinson is polling higher than you, then it's not gonna work. No, but I don't I don't really I don't understand how DeSantis did drop so fast, so high. You know, he he was up in the in like thirty percent and now he's at what, seventeen? Now he's lower than that. Wow. They're courting the Virginia governor, trying to kissy kissy with him. To get him to run. Oh, yeah. yeah they're trying anything right now to... I don't know if Glenn Youngkin has what it takes to be president. Just just because you won in Virginia, I, I think he just... I think the opportunity just fell in his lap. I don't think he was an exceptionally great candidate at the time. I just think that the Democrats that were in charge there with McAuliffe and all that, they just crumbled. Because that, that, that's when all that school board stuff uh, came out, and uh, and there were rapes that that they were covering up, and the Democrat w- was basically in on covering it up. And when they when Merrick Garland was okay with 
with uh, arresting parents at school board meetings for speaking up against uh, against policies. I, I just yeah. think that I, I don't think that had anything to do with Yunkin, except he stayed out of the way and let the Democrats run themselves into the ground. I'm not saying Yunkin is a bad guy. I just don't think he's as great as everybody puts him out to be. Yeah, he's another one who's blasé, mediocre at best. He did, that did fall in his lap, and that put him over the edge because, you know, he was saying the right things, and he did the right thing, too. You know, he didn't just say the right things. He did the right thing. But he's not well-known. He's known in his state, and he's known for that one topic. And the other guy who was governor wanted to kill babies after they were born. Exactly. So maybe Yunkin so, in 2028 or something, if he shows that he, he says no to COVIDs. Yeah. And you know who Trump really should take as a vice presidential pick is somebody uh, like Christy Noem or, or Carrie Lake. Yeah. It's going to come down to one of them, too. Or Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake is a firecracker. She, um, she's loud. She's mm-hmm. boisterous. You know, a lot of people have her pegged as radical. So she not, she might not be the ultimate pick. She would be a better pick for governor of Arizona because she would be the head there, the, the CEO in charge of that state. Mm-hmm. That's where she should be. Christy Noem is doing a great job in South Dakota. But do they have term limits there? Can she run again? Because she's quiet and she's smart. And what would really blow everybody away is if he took somebody like Telsey Gabbard. Yeah. And, you know, uh, she wasn't happy with Brandon to begin with. And uh, I can, even though she's on uh, military leave right now as a reservist, I, I promise you she's she's way, way more pissed than you or I could ever dream of because that, oh, that's yeah. in her area. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, uh, she posted a picture of herself in her uniform mm-hmm. and said her heart was with Lahaina. So that was a message, too. But she's a thinking person. I don't agree with her on guns, and I don't agree with her on, you know, a lot of things. But I do agree with her on, like, 80% of what she talks about. Well, that's like Robert F. Kennedy, though. He agrees enough with us that he can come sit at the table and debate with us. He's not hes not over there trying to tell us we need World War III and, and we need to kill ourselves with gene therapies. Right. He's a thinking person, too. You know, they try to make him out to be a wacko. He's not a wacko. His voice is fractured from a vaccine injury. He said it was a flu vaccine, by the way. And, they, um, and they're telling him he has to get over the fact that uh, that the CIA and the FBI really didn't kill his dad and his uncle? Like, uh, who are they to say, uh, hey, people killed your family. Get over it. Yeah. Yeah, those people didn't have their, their father and their uncle murdered when they were a young child. No. No, of course not. It just so happened all right around the same time, the same family, the same mm-hmm. protocols. 
you know, different style of murder, but still murder. Um, and you don't, that's not a one-off. There's a lot more to it. You just don't pull a gun and then they don't find you. Or they blame someone else. Or there's, there's conflicting evidence and stuff. And then you hide it for 50 years and then you want to hide them for another 50. Right. All the records. So there's enough there to be suspicious. And this UFO stuff, they'd rather talk about UFOs. And, that you know, that they said, well, do you have um, any, like, bodies? And they said that they have substances that are not of this earth. Well, when we first started sending out rockets, we put monkeys in them and birds and fish and lizards and stuff. So how do we know that they're not some sort of space animal they put out there just to see if they could? How do we know that these UFO things aren't some billionaire from another planet that had nothing better to do but just go running around the galaxy? No, we don't have a way of knowing. You know, the way I see it, look at the way we're acting. If I was an alien, I'd roll up the windows and lock the doors when we drove by Earth, and I wouldn't even stop for gas until we got to Saturn. I don't care if you got to go to the bathroom, hold it. Hey, Joanne, have you heard of this no-labels thing? I've heard of them, but I, I haven't really looked into them. They want to pull out the Democratic Party and run an independent candidate. Yeah, that's at Joe Manchin's people, isn't it? Yeah, and Larry Hogan is in on it. Yeah. Well, you know, Manchin's full of baloney, too. He always comes out there swinging and fighting, and everybody thinks he's the good guy, and he's going to stop the Democrats from within, and and then he always caves. And then later on he says, oh, they stiffed me, they promised me this, and they didn't do it. And You knew they were going to do that. They do it to you every time. It's like Lucy with the football. You know, you go there, you fight them, they tell you that you can have what you want, and then they don't give it to you. And then you come and whine and say, well, I fought and I tried. No, you didn't. You should have held your ground. So he's no hero, Manchin. You know, he says he's fighting for the people in West Virginia. He got their coal mines shut, their oil rigs shut, their mineral mines shut. You know, and all those, that land grab that Biden just did. You know who owned that land? The, and he shut the mines. Remember, he shut the uranium mine? Mm-hmm. You know who owns that mine? Hillary sold it to Russia. That's Rosatom. That's what's out there in that land that he just grabbed. They didn't tell you that part. Hillary sold the rights to the uranium in that mine to Russia. And as a CYA now, Biden just did a, a federal land grab. Fed, we talked about it last time on the show that the federal's only supposed to have land for bases and for um, civic things. They're not supposed to own land. 
But here they do. They do this land grab. So is that to protect it for Russia? For when this is over, is that to leverage Russia? Is it even legal? It wasn't legal when she sold it, when Hillary sold the rights to Rosatom. You know, so on one side, we're at war. We're not actually, our soldiers aren't there, but Zelensky did come out and say that American soldiers are going to have to put their feet on the on Ukraine soil. He's running out of guys to get killed. He's fighting a war that he can't win. And he knows it. And now the people, the Ukrainian people are catching on. Anybody who could get out of Ukraine did. All the ones that arrest are being forced to fight. And when you force people to fight, they're not going to fight with their heart in it. What a mess. And they just want to send billions and billions and billions and trillions of dollars to Ukraine. And they want to send 700 bucks to the people who lost everything. And the well, Biden's why is everybody today on that stage except for Ramaswamy and maybe DeSantis? Uh, that, that's, they're in agreement with that. Yeah. That's insane. And FEMA, I saw an article that they're staying at five-star hotels, you know, yes. like in Honolulu. $1,000 a night. Yeah, and some of them are $4,500 a night, and they're getting um, tea time on some of the world-famous golf courses. And they're not showing up in Lahaina. But they're yucking it up big in the, in the big swanky hotels. You're spending a thousand dollars a night for a room, and these people are getting seven hundred bucks to what? Seven hundred bucks. That doesn't even pay for a funeral. It won't replace their belongings, their clothing, their homes, their schools, their. They're getting displaced. That's urban renewal. That's what that fire was. They burnt those people. They incinerated them. And all those children that are missing, are they really dead? Or just dead on paper and taken off somewhere now? Like the Sound of Freedom movie. Are they all dead? Are some missing? You know, I mean, where's the answers? They're not letting the media in. They're not letting the the certified drone operators, they're not even letting them operate in there. You know, once in a while you're getting some video that people have privately been able to get and put out there, but it gets taken down immediately. And they say, well, you know, excuse me. Mm. They're saying, you know, that you're being disrespectful to your own bodies in the street. And then they tell us there's no bodies, it's just ashes. 
So which is it? And then I just read you the story that the kid was hugging the dog, and she knew it was her kid. So that one wasn't incinerated. This is... I think that we should just invade the island and go see for ourselves. They all know what's going on. There should be more news coming out of there. Well, they don't want to give the people of Lahaina the opportunity to stand up for themselves. Really? And that Lombardo? The sheriff, the chief, whatever he is. Not, not Lombardo. That's our governor here. But the guy that was second in charge under Lombardo, he's yeah, now the no. police chief in that particular city. Rather yeah, coincidental. He was, yeah, he was a police chief when the when the Las Vegas event took place. Yeah. And he screwed that up too. He definitely misdirected his resources. It was sending them all to places where there wasn't any even action. Meanwhile, the action was going on the other side of town. And that lady cab driver who was riding around just being nosy got all the great footage. Enough to put piece it all together. I don't think she even knew what she had that she had recorded. And they took her video down, too. Hmm. It's not gone, though. So are they taking her down on X also? Oh, I don't know. But they took it off of YouTube. And well, of they took they it did. off of... Yeah, it's, it's not on YouTube. But my crew downloaded and saved it. Because we looked at that and looked at that and looked at that. We downloaded and saved a lot of the video from then. Because we were researching it, and we were looking at every frame by frame what was going on in the air, what was going on on the ground, what was going on in the windows and buildings, how was the light reflecting, you know, what angle was this taken from, you know, looking up the coordinates in the streets and the way that it was laid out, and who was where and what was what, and which direction were they flying, which direction were the bullets coming from, where were the sounds coming from across town, and we had to piece all that together, and we took all that footage and saved every bit of it and we poured through it and we got the story right and then we were confirmed right over and over again so I'm very happy with that that was probably one of our crown achievements is, is figuring that one out oh I know Yeah, and it was our network that broke that. Yes, me, you, and Kurt Haskell had something to do with that, too. Yep, and Denise Simon and Anna Scampone and Cheryl Bowman and Lynn um, Stephenson. Yep, JoJo. Yep, every one of us, hours and hours and hours and conversations and, and talking to people and getting opinions. And we had another woman who works in the hotels, and she um, she has a business that she deals with hotels. And she went up on the roof of those hotels and sent us back pictures 
showing us that yes, there is a landing pad on that roof. When they were denying there was. So we even have photographs of that that were sent to us from somebody standing there on the roof. But I saved all that because they took that down off of Facebook. Oh, I imagine. Oh, yeah, but I I have it all on files. I also have our COVID research, too, on files. We're working with another couple who are scientists, uh, doctors, biochemists, and they were all over it, and they've been right all along, too. And all this stuff was taken down. But they were right, and they're still right. So, I don't know. You know, India is about to land a uh, thing on the Allegedly. Moon. Yeah, I don't know if I buy that or not. Uh, I don't know. Um, Bezos and Musk are praising it. They only spent $75 million on that program. I mean, they spend more than that to make a movie. However, they said that the the little module that they were going to land on the moon had two days ago separated from it. It says a couple days back, the lander got detached from the propulsion module and both are now circling the moon. The rover is inside the lander. So from the rocket, they got the lander now. And the rover is inside the lander, so now they're just waiting for it to land, and then they're going to... I mean, if you can put a rover on Mars, you can put one on the moon. Yeah, you're leaving so the Van nice Allen belt anyway. What? I said you're leaving the Van Allen belt anyway, so it wouldn't matter once you're out of that. Yeah. I, I saw somebody posted a meme that said, okay, how'd you get the landing vehicle in the rocket? Yeah, I saw that, too. Yeah, the landing vehicle's pretty big, and the capsule on those rockets not very big. Lots and lots to think about. And I wonder where the gas stations are up there, too. Yeah. Well, they know how to... They have... They know how to make the batteries recharge, and they know how to use alternators on the wheels and stuff to recharge the batteries and solar and all that stuff. But did they have that in the 1960s? No, they did not. No, they didn't. Because I don't think it would be very prudent, even if they were able to bring a vehicle of that size with them, would you really, uh, if something was to happen... Would you mm-hmm. want something mm-hmm. to have a full gas tank? True. And how did they have enough gas to get there when they didn't have the technology? They probably, if we're uh, getting the technology now, it's already been in use 20 years with DAPA and yeah. NASA. The combustible engine is absolutely obsolete. But gasoline is not obsolete 
crude oil is not obsolete. There is so much more that is done with crude oil. You know, they don't want you drilling crude oil. Where are you going to get your plastic? Where are you going to get nylon? Where are you going to get all these different alloys? Where are you going to get lubricants? And That call comes from oil, too. You know, how are you going to get spandex jogging pants? Yoga pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, ask the coastal elitists that. Where are you going to get that nylon for your pants? And your windbreaker jacket, you're not a good windbreaker. Yeah, but that, that that's why they're only going to let you have three pieces of clothing per year. That makes sense, doesn't it? And it's probably going to be all cotton clothing, too. You're not going to have latex and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm sure they'll have no design on it, so you'll... It's not like you can you could have much to choose from. You'll just take your rations. Yeah, well, doesn't that put Tommy Hilfiger out of business? And oh, of course, Claiborne it takes everybody and, out of business. Yeah. And cotton is renewable. Yeah, but, but what, you wouldn't need... you want to promote places like uh, like Goodwill and all that, so you could buy clothes secondhand, so you're not you're not using brand new stuff. I would think so, yeah. But you can't even. Well, I'll have to go back to pick and, pick and cotton mm-hmm. because those machines that pick the cotton now they run on gas and oil, and they have to be lubricated. And if you've got moving parts, it needs lubricant. Even if it's electric, there's still oils in it. You know, you got to lubricate the ball bearings to make things turn. So, Joe, People don't uh, understand any I of got that. the 90-second buzzer. So, Joe, do you have anything else you want to share tonight? And thank you, Pianchi, yeah. for the call if you're still out there. No, you guys have a good evening. You too, Joe. Thank you very much for calling in and keeping us updated on that. And Bianchi, thank you too. Love talking to you. Proof, thank you very much for inviting me. And Freedomizers, we love you, America. Good night. All right. So thank you, Joanne, Joe, and Bianchi, and everybody else out there, because without you, we wouldn't have much here. Please support the other shows on the network. It's not just the proof negative show here, but until tomorrow. Hold on to the handrail, keep hope alive. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. I am negative. I am boots.